This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, the Ottoman keeps dishing out the big hits in the Northern Territory, allegedly. Glenn's been gone a month and Run TMB has reverted to None TMB. Todd Greenberg is so delighted with the success of his bunker, he announces new initiatives called the Reichstag and Auschwitz. We preview all the action for Round 5 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 215 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome to all our new listeners. As always, this year has been kind of crazy. I mean, given the, the tumultuous start to the season, um, <clears throat> with the, the statistically for this show, like the it's not a hockey stick, but it's like since episode one to episode four, I think it's like our day one, like day one's always our biggest spike. Like we, we've got like day one and then, you know, the next four days are like the four big days and then it just bubbles away for the rest and then it goes, bam, spikes up again. Our day one is like gone up like 50%, like like it's significantly larger. Um, over the, just the kids going to step up, step up, step up. So um, I can only say it's a, it's a Jared effect, frankly. So congratulations. Look, it, it could... Your own audience. It could also be that I've created a a Twitter account where I'm promising free reach arounds to anyone that downloads the podcast for the first time. Oh, I can't believe that um, hasn't been retweeted. <laughs> I, like, I like reach arounds. <laughs> no, it's 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 a new new trend. It's called uh, DMs on the DL. <laughs> DMs. If I say, yeah, Matty Bowen would be a fucking uh, sliding <laughs> in. So. Yeah, Matty Bowen would be a he's a key yes. investor and uh, the number one advisor on that one, no doubt. But, uh, um, no, I, I guarantee that it is due to. Listeners out there sharing, telling their friends, putting it on Facebook, sharing it on Twitter. So but Glenn is dead, and you can come back now. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, it's fucking, it's fantastic though. Um, being that we're recording on Wednesday for a, you know very early hours of uh, Thursday release, and Thursday night football still exists in uh, at this stage of the season, uh, we'll, we'll try and punch through things a bit quicker, just so everyone's got time to listen to it. Um, although we had you know people loving the three-hour episode, I can assure you that won't happen again. If we can possibly help it. Um, mailbag, uh, Mario Siegs. Can I register my vote for Giannis underscore Mateus as Rookie of the Year already? Yes, you can, sir. Registered, noted, and uh, if he continues his fine form, then, um, yeah, he'll be, on the, he'll be on the ballot at the end of the season. He's doing a fine job, though. Uh, DMC Briz. The UK report is worth it just to get a hit of the Sex Pistols each week. Also, love the fact they claim to speak English. He does know there's this thing called iTunes, where, where he can probably get the Sex Pistols on demand anytime he wants. Spotify and like, yeah. Yeah, go to YouTube, probably watch a video, yeah. you know. Okay. But, you know. Hey, keep listening. Hey, this show is educational and entertaining. Lovely. It's Mutsi, or it's Mutsi. I like to say it's Mutsi. <laughs> no. uh, he said, uh, 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 where is he? Uh... Oh, I've missed his tweet. Yeah, sorry. Thanks for the welcome on the show last week. Um, I only found the podcast in the week leading up to last year's grand final. So, uh, welcome. A very, a very new listener there. And, uh, yeah, it's great to have you on board, Mutsi. And, um, 
hopefully that's you know is, is you know Mutzel, Mutzelberg or Mutzelberg Mutzelberg sounds like an sound. interesting place to visit it does it does a lot of cunts um M51 Avoider who I'd love to give a shout out it was indeed his uh his birthday I was correct I mentioned that last time and uh also shout out to him as being the first person that I can recall who uh who dropped the nun TMB call it was an excellent call sir it's fantastic and uh he's, he said uh, did anyone mention the stifled yawn from Jay no, no one did, which is funny because if Glenn ever dared to do it, we'd get fucking 20 tweets about it. They're like, oh, he's fucking sniffing, sniffing. Yes, no, I was, I was a little bit tired last week I after the... Uh, I was too, though. Two hours, 40-minute marathon that we... Yep, yep, that's right. It was definitely a test. I mean, you know, you're not, you haven't got your fitness up yet. Oh. You know, it was, it was too much too soon. Short turnaround. Yeah, that, you know? that's it. But, um, you know, you did a wonderful job and you, you weren't sniffing, though. Which is the thing, <laughs> but it'll come. We're into the winter months where usually one or both of us will be struck down by a fucking cold that won't leave. I was just going to develop a, a raging cocaine habit, develop, wreck my nose, develop. You say, <laughs> develop, continue, expand. <laughs> the more, the more appropriate. Uh, at Nathan L Webb, nineteen eighty. Why are all these people whinging about too much manly on the pod? I'm still waiting for a dedicated forty-five minute segment. Hash this week in manly. Someone actually registered that Twitter account. <laughs> wow. That's I, dedication. I, yeah, I know this because I sort of just, I did a tweet, I, I did a tweet, I did a search on Twitter once and just like, you know, to, just to see what was out there, what was, you know, what was gone, what was available. And there, that was, that was gone pretty quickly. And uh, I promised it wasn't me. Uh, Hoopdog87. And uh, he is uh, a very good friend of the show as of this week. But he said, I've thoroughly enjoyed the dead air the last few weeks on This Week in League. Brilliant radio, easily the world's premier rugby league podcast. And so I said, I hope you meant like the deliberate, <laughs> like the deliberate dead air for effect. <laughs> and, he, and there wasn't something like I didn't fuck up and leave like, you know, a music track out or something where it needed to be. But no, apparently it's a deliberate one. So that's great. Um, Giannis Mateus, Giannis underscore Mateus. He said, uh, please don't do a three hour episode. Sick of cunts complaining. You're talking about your team on your own podcast. Hash the outrage. I love this dude. I'm always prepared to bestow him. He's <laughs> a revelation. Yeah, well, no, I don't mean revelation. Fucking calm down. I mean, revelation is, like, at least the listener, you know, at least like the, you know, the, the you know, the super fan of the year or the listener of the year sort of thing. Oh, look, at, the, at this stage, who's out doing it? <sighs> revelation stakes. He hasn't got it sewn up. He's not in the bag. Look, at this stage, a two-horse race between uh, Giannis and uh, the bunker. <laughs> the NRL bunker. Maybe pretty Will, fucking dope. Maybe Will Hopawati's minister. Yeah, we'll get into that too. Uh, there was the talk about the the safe word, or you know, how should you greet someone if you suspect they're a member of Twill Nation, but you don't know for sure. You know, what would be the the code word that would reveal that in fact, you know, you you know, you are. And uh, at Lynn Shields said uh, the word the word should be hash refs fault. Uh, you know, that could just be an Eastern Suburbs supporter, really. So uh, that that doesn't particularly work. Uh, at Special K Online, words to use: oi cunt, warmer. Getting there uh, at DeLorean Gray. Uh, read the secret signal when you recognise one of Tool Nation. How about saying just Scott Minto? Mm, you uh, know what? No, that too too many people would just say yes. It'd be too confusing. Yeah, yes, yes. Why? Why are you bringing up the tenth Immortal Rugby League Immortal yeah. again? Scott Minto. Yes, I have a tattoo of him. 
Yeah, I remember. I remember the time he saved Egypt. <laughs> did yeah. you ever read all that Wikipedia stuff? Someone, <laughs> someone did this massive Scott Minto Wikipedia edit a couple of years ago. It was fucking hilarious. And there was like one category that was like Scott in Egypt, and it was talking about like saving the pyramids and shit. And it was like, oh, just tremendous. If you go to Wikipedia, search for Scott Minto, and what you'll see, what you'll be confronted with, is an incredibly bland um, and and quite frankly, you know, unfactual account of Scott Minto's career and life. Go into the revision history though, and see and what take was, it, and take it back in time. You probably you might have to go back about a decade, but take it back and you look at the reasons for the um, for the deletions or the reversal of the edits, and look for the ones that are like vandalism and stuff. And then you might find that, that one was got me though in Egypt. Because fucking it's one of my favourite things ever on Wikipedia. Yeah. It's tremendous. Um, this week in Luke Dawn, there's no sh- no uh, segment this week as the schedule over there. Um, you know they have the the Easter stuff where you know teams are playing on like you know the Friday and the Monday and things so the, their recording for their episode doesn't line up with us this week um, so the boys will be back soon it might be next week maybe the week after I think they may be having two weeks off though um, Facebook had a message uh, from uh, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I'll give out his name but uh, hey mate my, my team is leading the twill group for Supercoach ramming Robbo been on board since the early teens, just not on Twitter. A heap of us from my mind site listen religiously and always have a laugh. When you go through and mention my team, can you say it's named after Robbo? I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'm going to paraphrase what he says here. It's named after Robbo the cunt who wants the entire crew to run a train on him. He thrives on it and would probably pull the pit up for 10 minutes while we regain our composure. No drums if you don't want to do all good. <laughs> so yeah, shout, shout out to Robbo and um, Choo Choo, mate. Now... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to show, wow. show Jay, show Jay what actually. <laughs> yeah, good the part, on you. The part that I didn't say, you know but yeah, good, good, but good on, good on you, Robbo. And I mean, morale's important over in those fly and fly out situations where people yes. are away from their families. And that. Yes. So, so you, um, you know, the, you helping need, out the boys. You need to keep a stiff upper lip. Yep. And if not that, keep something stiff on your upper lip. Exactly. Spot on. And uh, you're, doing, you're doing a tremendous job, and uh, you know it's uh, great to have all you guys listening. And um, and Robo, yeah, chin up, knees down. Email, got an email from a long time listener and uh, a dual El Loco um, attendee, Tall Hayden. So and he's talking about the Hopawati situation, and this is his two cents. And we're going to get into it in the news section. We're going to talk about the Hopawati thing as well. Um, but here's his take, just uh, for out of interest for you guys. So I've heard a lot of backlash and really negative comments regarding Will Hopawade's decision not to play Sundays. Here's my two cents on the matter. From reports, I've heard Hopper Jr. is an extremely nice young man, and let's be real, his father and some of his siblings definitely are not. It would have been easy for Hopper Jr. to turn into a violent, disrespectful thug, bashing people in the street and performing unsolicited, unsolicited prostate checks. But he didn't. <laughs> And he attributes his faith for moulding him into the man he is today. Football is undoubtedly important to him. People who state he doesn't care are wrong. However, at the end of the day, while football is a passion, it's a sport and it's just his job. He's come out and said there's something that's more important to him than the sport he plays in his job. I'll never begrudge someone for making the decision there's something more important to them than their job, be it family or faith. Hopper Jr. has never made a secret of the fact his faith is more important to him than rugby league. He even left the game for two whole years, for fuck's sake. He wouldn't have even signed with Para, he wouldn't have even signed with Para and then the Dogs if he didn't have a break, which was due to his commitment to his faith we can't now act surprised yes he's extremely fortunate to play nrl and has played extremely well to do so however uh, hopper jr apparently made it clear during contract negotiations and signings that he would put his faith first and did not watch the plant sundays if i went for a job interview and they said weekend work is a standard requirement 
but they then agreed that due to my other obligations, I would not work on particular days, and the employer agrees, well, then I'm not the wrong one in the wrong when it comes time to put those other obligations in front of my job. People question his commitment, and yes, the N- yet the NRL is full of professional athletes who are out during the week till 4 a.m. getting totally shit-faced during the season, yet their commitment's not questioned. Half of his team have been massively overweight for years, but again, their commitment doesn't get questioned. NRL careers are very short. I could not support forcing someone to put aside their values and belief for a, for a sport. A win-at-all-cost mentality is fine for fans, but for players and clubs, that mentality can't exist. There needs to be limits, otherwise we have drug cheating, salary cap rorting, convicted DV offenders signing for hundreds of thousands, etc., etc. I can understand that Dogs fans are annoyed as one of their players will be unavailable for a handful of games, but on this occasion, his reasons are valid. Will Hopawade has made the stand to say that as a person, there's something that's more important to him than NRL. He will continue to manage both commitments to his faith and to his club, but when it's impossible to juggle both commitments and he has to choose between the two, his faith will be the number one priority. I support his decision and I'm disappointed that more fans don't. I'm thinking we should probably just go into that right now. Yep. Just to get you know, while, yeah. while the let's, topic let's, is there rather than break it up with it. something else. <clears throat> I agree with most. I, I, in fact, I agree I agree with everything that Hayden said. The only thing that, um, the, the only other point I would make is it's something that he hasn't, hasn't mentioned. And I would agree there are a lot of people going, you know, fuck him for, you know, for doing that. And Parramatta, you know, refused to do that. So, you know, obviously he ran into problems with Parramatta and, you know, signed for the dogs who did agree. So the first point is that, that his club agreed. So it's not, a, it's not a problem for him. He's not yeah, doing anything. He, he's not cunning them. They, they knew this going in with their eyes open and they, they you know, uh, compensated him for his services appropriately, all the while knowing that, you know, whichever games turned up on Sundays, they wouldn't be getting, you know, his, his services for. Yeah. So they they knew. So I mean, it's not like he's he's not fucking the club over. They knew. I mean, maybe the, it's only just come out to the fans. So I can understand them being a bit like you know, oh you know, like reactive. But the the club knew and they agreed and they're fine with it. So I mean, from that perspective, should be fine. The only thing is, if he's going to do this, then he needs to do it like you know, have some integrity around it and actually do it correctly, much like Michael Jones did, you know, in the All Blacks back in the day. He was, you know, he was probably the best player in the world at the time. Wouldn't play on Sundays because of, you know, mm. his strong Christian faith. Yep. And um, and while I don't, you know, whatever you think about, you know, religion and everything aside, I mean, he's fucking stuck to it. To massive financial and and glory detriment to the point where yeah. there was a World Cup yeah. he wasn't selected for because the schedule had them playing semi-final and quarter-finals on a Sunday. Yep. So they, just didn't, they didn't select him because they knew he wouldn't be able to play. Otherwise, through his career, he would have been the first guy picked for the All Blacks. I mean, yeah. like, he was that fucking good. And so he didn't he didn't waver from it, and he, you know, he, he made his decision, and he stuck to it, you know, with integrity through the course of his career. The talk that, you know, Hopper Jr. will he or won't he, or he'll assess at the time, you know, whether he plays a grand final on a Sunday. He needs to come out and just immediate, he needs to and just rule out and say no because you know like haven't you fucking heard faith is too important to me I'm, it precludes me from playing on Sunday so I'm not mm-hmm. period See, and, and if he's and if that's and if he says that then or not he doesn't have to fucking say it he just has to do it and 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 then I have zero problem I'm not even sure I'm not even sure that I agree with that that's a lot of what the problem is with religion anyway that people expect people to call something out at one point and then stick to it forever I'd actually be perfectly happy if Hopper said that look my faith's important to me so I'm not going to play on the Sundays kudos for the dogs for not going to the NRL and trying to say to them look we can't have any Sunday games because our 
fullback or winger or centre or yeah. wherever he's playing can't play Sundays. Even if it was Jonathan Thurston, I don't think a club would go to the NRL trying to pull that. Oh, if Greenberg was still in charge of the Dogs, that would have been the well, first thing. He did. That would have been <laughs> well, the first thing he well, did. He, he would have just done it. But he? he wouldn't have. Uh, he would have gone yeah, to the so, NRL. He just was in him. However, show. you know, I I don't know much about the Mormon religion except it doesn't make any sense. It probably makes even less sense or as much sense as Scientology, just from what I've seen. And it's a new, it's, it's, yeah, it's funny. It is new. It's, it's not as new as Scientology, so it's not as maligned as Scientology. It's got a little, it's got a couple, it's got some more decades in it. So therefore, yeah, it, you know it has, I mean? it has fairly wealthy American backers. Where, yeah, whereas, um, but it's, it's very new as well. It's, 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 it's not Scientology new, but it's, it's, it's also, new. it's also not as confrontational as Scientology because they still have a Jesus. Yeah. Anything yeah. that comes along and goes, look, we've still got a Jesus. And there's no records of it's Joseph of Joseph Smith having bets with, you know, <laughs> to see who can create a religion. Can <laughs> like Isaac Asimov or whoever fucking Hubbard had to bet with. Can we please start a religion? <laughs> oh, we, we have. It's called Tool Nation. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to go out and get a white tracksuit and a pair of black Nikes. Tool Nation, every, you know, yeah. you guys, you know, I'm, you know, we like to... Yeah, rather than we reinvent the wheel, with with the religion, we could just basically, you know, cherry pick the best parts. Yeah. So, for example, tax exemption. Tax exemption. Um, Not having to work Sunday. You don't have to, you don't have to pay tax anymore. You don't have to work Sunday. Well, no, because this is twelve nations our religion. I appreciate the Sunday thing. Yeah. I really do. But m- motherfucker, Friday night football, Saturday, you don't have to work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Let's face it, no one, story. In, no one in Twill Nations, you know. So, and, and, and you know, while we're you know, on the topic at hand, you know, we're talking about the Mormons and everything. So, like, you know, shout out to Jojo Smith. We'll uh, have as many wives as you want. Yeah. <laughs> or husbands, if, that, if you're that way inclined. Exactly. We're, we're not. We're not bigoted at all. Because unlike Joseph Smith, yeah, we, yeah, you fucking, you, you can fuck whoever you please in, 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 in whatever quantities, get you there quicker. Do you know what I found out the other day? What? Just, just to digress again, there's two times in the Bible that yeah. God mentions that He dislikes homosexuals. Yeah. Okay. He mentions eight times, eight times that you'll burn for eternity if you eat prawns. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You get to the pearly gates, you go, but I've, I've never sucked a dick. <laughs> I've seen you with that tartar sauce, motherfucker. <laughs> but, um, look, I'd, I'd, I'd even be perfectly happy for Hopper Jr. to, you know, get to the end mm-hmm. and then have a proper consultation with his religious leader mm-hmm. and say, this is important and, uh, and I believe that through this I can show that I can be a good example to young people or whatever. Yeah, and that's the loophole. And we, that's definitely that's the and, way that you and do if it. He, yeah. And his religious leader can come to some sort of agreement where they're both okay with it and it works in the framework of what they believe in, fucking go for it. I, yeah, I don't even think it needs a consult with the religious leader because it's not being imposed by the religious leader. If it was, Israel fall out. Like, there's a bunch of... Oh, no, bunch not, of not that it would there. be imposed. Ben Hannant... But I'm I'm just saying that because of his obvious commitment to the religion, yeah, yeah. he would seek advice from somebody he trusts. Yeah. Um, Nanu Nanu, you know, yeah. have you got a fax number for God? <laughs> let me let me this. But um, I've got some some personal experience with Scientologists. Oh please so, divulge. Scientology is it's it's like a, it's a hobby of mine. I won't research about Scientology. I won't. But if there's any Scientologists down in Canberra. 
Yeah, no, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. I'll no, you know, no, fuck. You got to say nah. something. No, you can't. You, no, no. I'll let I'll let it out at El Loco when I'm off my face. All right, deal. So if if there's any reason that uh, you um turn you up know, to El Loco and I'll tell you if, a tale. If you're on the fence, if you're on the fence about El Loco, I mean, now you can actually get you know fantastic stories about clams and Xenu. So, <laughs> <laughs> so look, I think I think every, I think reasonable people can you know they have the ability to to go look it's obviously you know it's, it's important to me if it's a decision he's made and it's not like he's trying to break his contract with his club or something yeah. like that, that, that and he and he has and he hasn't sung on them now and and they're like oh fuck what are we gonna do crisis they knew when they signed him they agreed um who cares what he's being paid that's uh, that's between them and they came to a figure that obviously took into account that he wouldn't be playing for several weeks of the mm-hmm. year. Um, they're happy. He's happy. And you know what? They probably didn't take into account that Morris would have a broken leg for half the year. Mm-hmm. And again, kudos to the dogs. Without Greenberg, look what you can achieve as, you know, actual members of society. But for not pressuring him to go, look, no, you know, we agreed to that and we, we didn't have fullback issues... They get someone on the fucking. They get, so they get someone on the book. Just going like, just going through, going, going fucking. Got to find a loophole. You got to find something. That Joseph Smith said to make his my fucking uh, play on Sundays. But um, no, look. What one thing that that I believe fairly firmly in, and and I think doesn't come up as much in this country as it should, is that you can you don't have to agree with what people say or believe. Yeah. But you have to agree with their right to say or yeah. believe it. Yeah. You know, yep. if if they're saying something cuntish or bigoted, mm-hmm. you also then have the right to debate them. Yep. If you feel like arguing with idiots. Yep. Um, but in terms of his belief, who has the time? But yeah. Um, in terms of his belief, he's free to believe what he wants. He's not hurting anybody. Yep. Um, there there are much there are much worse things out there to worry about in rugby league players than a guy having a bit of faith. I'd much rather a guy not playing on Sundays than a guy fucking <laughs> blowing blowing point point you know one three one, after yeah. after doing double the speed limit and then spraying some fucking mortine down his so, throat. Um, let's have a reality check here. Yeah, and I'll just the, the final the final point I'd like to make um, to close the whole little segment of uh, the Hopper Junior thing off is that um, there's a there's a there's a concept in this world that we know as a moot point and that is fucking like the dogs are going to make the grand final anyway why are we even having this discussion (laughs) (laughs) now some general stuff um, memberships basically at this stage just getting some designs together for the uh, the snapback and the shirt Uh, those will be presented and um, basically at the time when um, you know you can can buy your membership for the year so we'll have it up there you'll be able to make your choice what you want to get and and so on and then we'll go from there so they shouldn't be too far away and uh, you know from that it'll be a pretty quick turnaround the supplies are on board and uh Ready to go, pretty much. Just got to finalise finalise the designs. Um, so, uh, if if they get the snapback, do they also get a this week in league bus pass holder and s- school folder to put all their subject geez. notes in? I haven't I haven't even looked into that, but I mean, I'll tell you what. How about you know they get a sticker and they can put it on a Manila folder? <laughs> they can put it on their fucking bag. <laughs> um, the good thing about snapbacks is that you're not investing too heavily in a in a size of a fitted hat. You know what I mean? Like, man, you you do you. You don't need to justify your choice of hats to me. No, because this is something as a new arrival to the show. You wouldn't understand. You you wouldn't understand the problems that introducing items with sizes attached to them can cause for people when when people can't read size charts and things like that. 
It's it's <laughs> done. Look, I it's hear a you. fucking nightmare. I hear but um, you. yeah, anything that's you know self-sizing is tremendous. And you know, if you know you you know you develop like an ice habit or something, and you know your head gets smaller, <laughs> it's a trinket skull. I don't know. <laughs> Bit of shave for the you lice. Ca- you're covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you got a, a you know a beautiful head of hair, and then you know your hair falls out. You know that's going to take that's going to take an inch off the circumference of your head. You know, so you can just go put it in a notch. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> um, the hoodies, the hoodies are, are going to be coming after the memberships. I just wanted to do a. I'm not going to mention anyone by name, but the person who recommended the supplier for the hoodies um, and the basketball jerseys. I know you listen to the show. Um, I know you're back in civilization and we'll hear this. To tell your fucking mate to email me back because fucking hell, it took a long time to even get contact and then, uh, yeah, even longer to get a re- response. So, uh, you know, if they want the business, it's fucking theirs. You know, help a brother out. And if anyone else is, uh, you know, in the in the quality, quality zip-up hoodie-making market, fucking hit me up. Because, uh, yeah, you got some your business coming your way if you if you the goods. Uh, the ladder timping comp, that was dead and buried. Fucking, it was dead as, as dead could be. Um, however, went through the email archives and found uh, an initial Excel file that was used for the calculations. Um, it was it wasn't the pretty final version, but it was a working example. Uh, handed it off to to one of the Mitchai hoops, aka at hoop dog eighty seven. So that's D A W G eighty seven, and uh, he used his Excel powers to come to the rescue for the ladder tipping competition, uh, given the late notice. And this, as a competition, it means it's going to be great for you guys, but shit for the two of us. Um, is we'll give you guys until to, till the start of Friday night football. Yeah, to I get, picked Manly to come second. How fucked am I? The the two of us have picked we picked our ladders before the first week of games. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else had at least the first week of games if the comp was going ahead normally, but as it turns out, they've had like four weeks of games. I'm at so, least I'm at least going to get spooners. I pick Newcastle no, the, the, for spoons. The thing is, you will you will come back because these things yeah, do they, they do even rec- out. they rectify over the course of a mm. season, and maybe this is going to cause people to take some missteps and like you know put the Titans higher than they should, you know, and that that sort of thing. Um, yeah, put Roosters lower. I mean, because like the Roosters are not going to finish last. Like, t- I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, with their roster and injuries, like, they they're going to come back. Yeah, don't um, say that though. All people won't put them fucking last. The Roosters will. The Roosters Definitely come last. Fucking awful. They're actually put worse than last. Newcastle, as far as yes. as far as I'm concerned. That's and it. you should absolutely put them last if you want to win this competition. Yes, I, I heard that they're going to have all their points docked. Free tip. So yeah, yeah put Eels, them last. Eels too. A lot of, yep. a lot of confident Eels fans. I mean, they're going to they're going to um, yeah not be so happy when all the points get docked. Oh, nice. I wonder how our ladder, our ladder tipping comp better fucking recognise that too, and not just go off wins and losses. Needs to go off wins that actually count. There you go, hoop dog. Cracking the Excel file and uh, and hook that up for a brother, um, but it's just um you know it's it's not it's not ideal given there's some trends developed in the competition this year. It's going to be easy for you guys to put in tips like this fucking week, but um you know it's great to have the comp salvage. So um, send them to at hoop dog eighty seven. That's H O O P D A W G eight seven on Twitter, and uh, yeah he'll uh, he'll load you in and uh, and keeps updated. And thank you very much. You are the finest of the Mitchai and. Um, yeah, done us a solid, so thank you, sir. Love your work. Okay, so we've done the Hopper story already, so let's go straight to the next story. And we just want to talk about Manly Schedule, and um, really for you know, a little more than 
trolling purposes. But um, according to Fox Sports, uh, the three games in 11 days that they're doing is equal with the roughest scheduling since the NRL came into existence in 1998. And um, the Storm have actually had it happen to them twice in 2000 and in 2015. Um, and Manly were doing five games in 25 days um, as well. Uh, sorry, the Manly do... Yeah, they'll be doing five games in 25 days. And uh, that is also the shittiest run since the NRL came into existence as well. So between rounds two and seven. And that's... I mean, like... You can kind of... You know, like three games in 11 days sounds bad. But when you you know you look at it, it's really only like the two sort of turnarounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it sucks and it's definitely not ideal. But... Um, it's not crit, but then when you go five games in twenty five days, you go, that's yeah, that's getting pretty fucking ridiculous. Um, over each of the past four years, one NRL outfit has been hit with an equally heavily heavy workload, um, and so Manly doing five and twenty five. The Cowboys did that last year, so that's a good omen actually. Won the premiership. Uh, yeah, the the Roosters did it in twenty fourteen and won the minor won premiership. Won the premiership. Uh, Canterbury in twenty thirteen. Can't remember what they did in twenty thirteen. Um, and so they're basically the toughest draws in the NRL era. Um, you know, Trent Barrett's talking about player welfare. I think that, you know, there's a bit of gamesmanship. I mean, people realise that it is what it is. And the draw definitely could be, definitely could be done better, though. I would think, like, this is this is like a DJ X plane, you know, situation. I'm not like a massive statistician or anything like that. But you would think, and I know putting together a draw is, is really fucking hard. Mm, yep. But you would think that if you schedule a Monday night game and you go, okay, I'm going to do the next week. First thing I'm going to do, those Monday teams aren't playing. Put them on Sunday. Yeah, they're on. The, they're on the following Sunday. They're they're going to have this, if there's two games on Sunday, or if there's three because there's a New Zealand game or something. Yeah. Well, two of those games are going to feature one of each of those sides. Then, that's two sides out of out of sixteen yep. sorted. Broncos on Friday night. Now you've got thirteen teams to sort out. Yeah. So. Surely it would work easily to do that as a concept for reducing short turnarounds, because then you're actually then you're taking away the. I mean, it, it does complicate things more because you've got Thursday as well now. So you go, what do you have to do the? You know what, Sunday to Thursday. That's five days. So the Sunday teams they got to play on they got to yeah. play on Friday at the minimum. Or you know, the, the the biggest issue here, and the only reason this is an issue at all, is because the NRL doesn't value its own product highly enough mm-hmm. and they have sucking the bent corporate over. dick of networks yeah they've, they've bent over and provided the Vaseline for the TV networks with which to fuck the game what should have happened is that uh, the NRL get out there and they guarantee mm-hmm. minimum six day turnaround yep and yes it's player welfare yes it's in the you know the spirit of equality but it's also in them saying well hey channel 9 I know you want to show the Broncos every Friday night, but there are going to be some weeks where you can't. And I yep. know you don't want to show Raiders games, mm-hmm. but there's going to be some weeks where you must. Well, but to, you know, to serve it's, one of our member clubs, they require you know they require revenue mm-hmm. through exposure for their sponsors. So unfortunately, they get a fucking turn. That's it. So yep. if you want to have the rights to the NRL. Mm-hmm. This is what we will give to you, and then you need to go and negotiate with your advertisers certain rates yep. for this. So go and do your job and sell advertising, but this is the proviso this that you the, work on. This under, is the product. If you have the NRL. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, it, look, it, I don't think it's it's won Brisbane any, any premierships, but they've had a recovery advantage 
yeah. almost every week of the Premiership because they are a one-team town. And it's like fun, and it's and you know it's fun to troll and everything, but I mean, yeah, it's it, they, I mean, it actually it's not optimal for the fans because I know that if I was a Broncos fan, yeah, Zenu forbid, if I was a Broncos fan, I could very rarely, if ever, take take my kid to a game. Because with kickoff at like Friday eight o'clock or something, yeah, exactly the game's finished. You know, sort of, you know, coming we're coming up on ten o'clock, and yep. by the time you get a bus or a train or something out of the clusterfuck that is the Milton area after yeah. a game, you know, exactly. where I live is you know pretty far away. So I mean, you know, you're you're not getting home until like eleven o'clock, and I just don't want to deal with the aggravation the next day of a kid that's just absolutely fucking yeah. blasted. Exactly. So, um, if you look at it over a twenty-six round season, yep. The Broncos on seven-day turnarounds for the majority of the year yeah. actually have almost a month's additional recovery time yep. than the other teams. And when it's such a scientific, you know, when recovery and everything such a scientific thing now, exactly. I mean, that's like valuable gold. That's like amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, I, and I see I see a lot of shit like, oh, manly, you can play this. Just don't get it twisted. The players are like. Fucking, it is what it is. Let's just fucking get on yeah. with it. The club is like, it is what it is. Let's just get on with it. It sucks. You know, we should probably change it. And you got fucking Zorba the Hart is the only person That's... coming out on his radio show and things like yeah. that going, oh, we need to have unlimited interchanges for teams. Don't listen to that fucking no, guy. You don't. If you if you don't listen to, he's like fucking Beetlejuice. Just stop fucking saying his name, and he'll just disappear. Yeah. Like just, it, it's like you said. Every single year, there's been a team that's copped it. Yep. This year, it happens to be Manly. Yep. Um. It's again. You were talking about a moot point before. They're not going to make the finals anyway. So, I <laughs> well, I was going to say conversely, it I makes it, it makes for a much more glorious story when oh, you go when you go. Despite the bullshit draw, the NRL trying to keep the brother down, which and is we what still they did, overcame. Which is what they did for the Cowboys. It worked for the Cowboys, who are genuine tinfoil hat motherfuckers. Oh, they the conspiracies. So there's conspiracies um, that the NRL enforced on the Cowboys, and they still overcame. And Manly, with with far more backbone and staunch history of overcoming the you know the organisation, you know, which is basically founded to keep them down uh, in the NRL. Yeah, look, let's, let's hope another glorious chapter of a glorious history. Let's hope that moving forward, our uh, our new overlord, Zenu Greenberg, has <laughs> half hair, the kind. Hair Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Uber, Uber Furig. <laughs> I wish to discuss the advertising schedules. Um, has half the cojones that, that his predecessor did in negotiating with TV networks. Yeah. I, I don't see it happening. Um, well, it's going to be a few years before you have to worry, isn't it? I'll be I mean, happy it's if a it long does. time. Yep. I mean, we, we haven't even gone into the next deal that was negotiated. We're still kind of dealing with the uh, the last one. So, um, you know, unfortunately, you won't see anything for a little while. But who who knows? And... Um, yeah, honestly, you know, people need to fucking settle settle down about the, the whole thing. It is yep. what it is. What it is. It's not optimal, but Spot on. you know, you could be fucking worse. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. You, your team might not be in the comp. That's it. Think about that if you've experienced that shit, and then fucking complain about five day turnaround day. Eh? <laughs> and just manly fans, just fucking just just get insular and under the radar again. Just it's just fucking a gl- more glorious victory when the when the grand final victory happens. So next, Paul Gallen. The skipper of New South Wales has announced this year's State of Origin series will be his last. 21 games in the sky blue. He's decided to call time on his decorated career, and uh, this will be his swan song. He said, this will be my last Origin series. There's no doubt about that. 
I haven't said that before. It's my last year on contract and haven't decided if I'm going to play again next year or not. I think I'm getting on a bit. I have to understand that. I still feel as long as I'm playing good enough, I'm the best person for the position to play in the side. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. A couple of points. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> second point, 21 games yeah. is also... 80% of his total career. Yeah, yeah. Because that's all he seems to be fit for. Not to mention it's probably for about 16 losses. Yeah. Paul, <laughs> Paul Gallen should never have been our captain. He, he was, you know, fair enough, a spiritual leader and he, he could have been out there as a motivator. He he's a, he's never a, have been our captain. He's an air quotes, like he's like a origin kind of player. He's like that tough kind of fucking guy that you definitely want to have in an origin side now, somewhere. See, I put to you, sir... Yes. That Paul Gallen was a grub. Yes. Cleaned himself up a little bit. I think he cleaned himself up. I mean, to be fair, he was one of the fucking... Like, some of the things he did... Oh, him and and Greg Bird. Like, pulling stitches. Like, he doesn't fucking... But he hasn't done anything like that for... Like, it's been a fair while. In fact, now he performs community services, like knocking Nate Miles punching Nate Miles in the face, yeah. And, and, you know, it may surprise people to to, to hear that I'm still fully behind that kind of behaviour. I wish you'd do it. Definitely. I I wish you'd do it today, tomorrow. And I'm not saying punching in general. I'm just saying specifically punching Nate Miles. Punching Nate Miles, yeah, exactly. Um, Until he proves himself unworthy of being punched in the face. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, I mean, Gallon can fucking wait outside while he goes to pick up his paper in the morning. It's fucking bad. But here's the thing. Paul Gallon built this new reputation of being this unbelievable 80-minute playing workhorse fucking... And it was, from memory, it was about three years ago that that reputation and that mythos really started to come up. Yeah. That as long as he was on the field, he played 80 minutes every week at club. I don't want to say... And he'd play 60 minutes. I don't want to speak out of turn and, like, you know, perhaps, you know, say something that I shouldn't say, but, um, you know... Circa 2011, I think that probably yeah. came up, if you know um, what I'm saying. And and it's come out that, that he was on drugs. In the last couple yeah. of years, in State of Origin, he looks out of place, he looks slow, and it, it's not the sort of game these days where you can afford to have a spiritual leader out there, a spiritual motivator out there, yep. because they're a fucking liability. You've ruined State of Origin for New South Wales, Paul Gallen. Oh, no. You and, Laurie, no, you and Laurie, Daly, Laurie Daly. You and Laurie Daly have made New South Wales State of Origin fucking airtight to for the last five years, except for one lucky series win. Poor, hey, hey, that wasn't lucky. That was fucking glorious. You're a New South Wales supporter. Stop fucking being a state trader, Glennish oh, character. I'm not, I'm not a state trader. I've got enough of them in my family. Just, just I, I, I don't think that he's he's personally been a. I think on field though, at times, because he's been has this mythos, like you're saying, of the spiritual leader thing. I think he has he has felt, and I think for the right for the right intentions, I mm. think he has felt that you know that he's had to carry a lot of the burden of you know getting New South Wales past this you know past you know history yeah. and this juggernaut, and so he tends to. Um, Try and take on too much of a role, particularly like twenty meters out. You know, try, you know oh, he he should he shouldn't touch the fucking ball mm. when they get inside the thirty. Spot you know, and if he didn't do that, I, I I wonder. I mean, I'm not sure the results would have changed much, but I think that people's perception of him may have changed a little bit more because it kind of makes him seem like he's like it could be like a selfish sort of thing. But I don't think it's a selfish thing. I think it's more he just feels so invested in the you know in the result and, and feels like it's almost like he does it's like a, a lack of trust or faith in 
other people around him and he's like, I've got to fucking do this. Like, well, you know, if, I'll tell you if what. I don't do it, who, the, you know, no one's going to do it. And Laurie Daly has ably abetted that by picking cunts who can't do it, <laughs> like Mitchell Pierce, which give Paul yeah. Gallen a perfect fucking justification to do, to do the things he does. But see, he, here's the thing. Paul Gallen is obviously a very smart man. The, the Queensland State of Origin team that did seven in a row or eight in a yeah. row, whatever it was, um, was probably one of the greatest sporting teams that we'll see. Well, it could have been an Australian team, let's face it. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's just that generation. Like, we had the generation, you know, like so, the years when we had Joey and yep, Fiddler and Gers and that. That's oh, it. Same thing. Um, Paul Gallen knew that he was a better chance as a prop leading a team to beat one of the greatest sporting teams in history. He was a better chance of that than Cronulla winning a premiership. <laughs> He's back the right horse. Yep. Now I think it's time for him to get off. Yep. Well, he's had his win, and you know he, he, he you know he couldn't keep it going to you know get get his fairy tale. I mean, he's not you know he's going to be playing till he's a fucking corpse if he yeah. <laughs> if he thinks he's going to try and win a premiership. I mean, if he has one, if he has one year left, and you know Cronulla aren't giving him an offer that makes him you know gives him satisfaction, he's probably better off going somewhere for a pinch hit of fucking roll at that lock or something for and a year. Cronulla don't strike me as a sort of club that value loyalty. No. I, th- I think there's a couple of other clubs out there that would give him a final year if he asked for it, just yeah. out of respect and service. I, and a, and I don't see Cronulla yeah. doing it. Yeah, no, I would agree. I see him if he plays another year somewhere else. We'll see how he goes for injury for the rest of the year. If he if he completes the year, or I mean, you know, I say if <laughs> surely I jest, he's not going to. But if he did come back from injury and play Origin, play all the games that he could play for Cronulla, you know, taking into account exclusions for Origin and so forth. Yep. And all the way to the end of the season, then probably I think that they would probably give him another go. Yeah, I think, okay. For a swan song year, but he'd be much better going to a team that would you know pay him. You know, go to a team for unders that's got room. Yep. That is like you know a millimeter off contention. Yep. And join those guys, if for no other reason, and maybe a team that's got a pack full of young guys. Yeah, and just teach him and just like do it like Ben Kennedy did for Manly back in you know when he joined. You don't give him that fucking. Him. You, you know that see him at the Dragons. Well, because they're like soft as baby shit. I mean, yeah. like, they could use something. But the thing is, that... hold the cunts down and shave their heads first of all. But... <laughs> well, no, just do the do the fucking the stitches thing. Just literally, just rip the handfuls of their hair. <laughs> why, why use technology? I mean, he's poor gal and just caveman that shit out. Of fucking... <laughs> uh... But look, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him leave leave with a a uh, an Origin win. I don't. I'd... I don't have faith that Laurie Daly's going to do the team selections to make that possible because this, the funny thing is, New South Wales, it's been our turn to have the generation without the best players in key positions. Yep. I mean, it's like Darren Lockyer, he couldn't win a fucking Origin series until Joey was, you know, until Joey, until Joey was Joe gone. Retired. Yeah. That's it. So, he's, you know, and then he came on and then we had, you know, we had Darren Lockyer, you know, segueing into the emergence of Jonathan Thurston and then Cooper Cronk emerged at the same time. Cameron Smith, the constant through most of that period as well. Yep. And so, and so they've had this continuity for probably two generations. Yep. You know, in footballing terms. Yep. That's it. Of um, the best players, whereas we only had like, you know, that one golden, you know, golden occasion there you know, with, uh, with Joey and Freddie and, you know, Pete, you know, Minicello and so on. Um, so I think... That New South Wales have got the, there's these new players that are coming in like Tedesco. Yeah. It's just the question: Are they going to get picked? I think Tedesco is almost at the stage now where he's reaching critical mass of like media consensus and stuff where yes. the pressure will be applied. But then you've got Dugan. 
No. Do, and, and, you know, the experiment of him in centres is that that's over. So, yes. you know, he's going to be fullback for the Dragons. So, I mean, are they going to push? Because yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to Jared Hayne Tedesco and put him on the wing or something? Yeah, no. You, Fuck you, out of here with that. It, it's again the, the ridiculous thing about picking players out of position just to fit them because they're good enough to be in a, in a side. Yeah. Because, yeah. In, in getting in, it, it'd yeah. be like, can you imagine in a cricket team? Yeah. Selecting. Selecting Shane Warne at number three because he's a fantastic spin bowler. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would, if somebody said that in a selection, they'd get laughed at. Well, yeah. hang on, no, he's a spin bowler. Yeah. So he bats here and he's selected here. Picking three wicket keepers because they can go the tonk, but like... It, yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, look, I'm not fussed about Paul Gallen. you you, you got to respect his passion for New South Wales. Yep. Uh, but I, I think if he or anybody else thinks it's for... For any other reason than, uh, you know, medical enhancements. And if he, I mean, you know, and if this last, this last thing, if if it gives him like that extra boost that, that you, you know, almost peptide esque boost that you know makes him just fucking leave it all on the field in a superhuman effort yeah, that, that you it. know that that raises the trophy, you know, in the the you know dream swan song sort of thing. That'd be the ultimate great. origin story. If at eighty minutes in game three. He dies, his heart stops, and he just dies yeah, on but the field. But it's after scoring a try. Yeah, it's like it's like a Steve Jackson sort of thing. Game three, and and he does his hit up from twenty meters out, but he Steve Jacksons and carries them all over and fucking plants the ball down right under the black dot, under the sticks, boom. And then there's like you know the celebration scenes. They you know they're doing that thing where they grab the back of the jersey to pull the player up to celebrate, and he's just like this is not coming though. He's just like it's just gone. And then <laughs> then they go to the bunker, and the bunker says that his death spasm was a double movement. <laughs> no try. No no no. That's not that's not the fair. It has to be. It has to be glorious like it has to be fingertips fingertip control and he reaches out to the point where he actually dislocates his shoulder and to then, reach the touch of the chalk and then Billy Slater comes through with the legs misses the ball that's and, how it happens and kicks Cameron Smith in the mouth and his boot goes down his throat <laughs> although maybe Billy Slater sliding through it comes through he, he comes through and breaks his neck <laughs> and then that's how he dies <laughs> I'm not saying I want to see Paul Gallen dead, though. I mean, I'm just, no, I'm, just I'm just adding some colour to your scenario. Just, Good. you know, try and think how it could happen. I wish I could animate. <laughs> It'd be a fantastic short film. Washed out. Slow motion, the slow motion <laughs> boot coming through, panning around, get Zack Snyder to direct it. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you get, like, Marco Mealy to play Cameron Smith or something really out of play. <laughs> Yeah, just do something just very Snyder-ish. Do you remember that Dick Tracy movie? <laughs> where, yeah. Al, where Al Pacino had the giant dick yeah, nose? Yeah, yeah. Be, oh, fuck, be, I only forget that fucking movie. It'd be someone with a, a giant prosthetic bum chin <laughs> playing Cameron Smith. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> eating wings. Maybe I'll get Reese Wester to play fucking Cameron Smith. That'd be, like, that'd be Zack Snyder. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's obviously no context to that. We had a very long discussion about Batman vs Superman before recording tonight. Um, finally, since this happened probably the day after the last episode came out, it's, it's sad, sad news for the show. A, f- a former Northern Territory NRL player has been charged following a police bust of an alleged ice-dealing syndicate in Darwin. Joel Romello, 
26 aka the ottoman i don't know if it though if he won a, won a revelation award for us but he was like the mascot of the year and you know he was he was a, he was quite the big deal around the this week in league tool nation scenes yeah. in the first year or two of the show um well until he stopped playing you know in the nrl really which was only like what, a season ago two seasons ago um so he played for penrith canterbury in melbourne of course he's uh Canterbury time was his big time, um, you know, in terms of the show, and his Penrith time was obviously he. Where he, he it was the end of the Penrith time because he didn't get. It was it was he was starting for Canterbury, and there was all this word around who's this guy? He fucking hits like a tank, and he bashed Trent Waterhouse at training. Yeah, that was, that was the, the the thing. Was and, um, and he's this little dude, and he's bashed and he bashed Trent Waterhouse at training. Um, didn't and so therefore he, you know, Matt Elliott wanted nothing to do with him, and as a result, he he. Ended up at the, at the doggies, and uh, then following, he had like one one cameo swan song year in Melbourne. Um, he was arrested in Darwin uh, last Tuesday, along with four others who are allegedly part of the mid mid range dealer group. Police received a tip off uh, through the Dobbin a dealer campaign, and targeted and pulled over Romello and a woman thirty in a car in Nightcliff on Tuesday morning, allegedly finding fourteen grams of methamphetamine. How many grams of methamphetamine get you there? Like fourteen grams isn't a lot of anything. Now I'm. Everything I know about methamphetamine, I know from Breaking Bad. Okay, well, that's me. Me too. Um, so we. So, so they so sell it in points, which is a point point one of a gram. Okay. So if point one of a gram is enough for someone to buy. That's a lot, then. Yeah. That's a fucking yeah. Okay, so that's like you yeah, see, so that's like a hundred and forty. Doses or you know increments. Yeah, that's, that's a deal. Okay, that's trafficable quantities then. <laughs> <laughs> wonder if he's got that Heisenberg shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, when they raided the pair's apartment in Cullen Bay, they allegedly found another two grams of methamphetamine and 10 grand in cash and uh, arrested another guy who was at the property. Later, they pulled over another car in a CBD, finding another seven grams of methamphetamine and arresting two other so- associates. Romello is the second Northern Territory athlete to be charged with drug offences in six months. Also, uh, after a former Brisbane AFL player, Jason Rowe, pleaded guilty in October to buying and selling a commercial quantity of cannabis. The four men appeared in Darwin Magistrates Court on, court on Wednesday to face charges of possessing and supplying methamphetamine, and um, he was in breach of bail and remanded in custody to appear again on May 4th. The what did he fucking do the first time? Bail. Yeah, I don't know what he did the first time. Jesus. But, um, you know, not not cool, fucking, you can't, yeah. you, know, you can't, you can't be one of our mascots and then, you know, you know, fucking break bad, man. Like, that's it. No. So what I see, like, cause he's a little, because he, he's a little dude, and he was angry on the field. I see him like you want to make the Breaking Bad comparisons. I see him like as a, like a Tuco kind of character. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you imagine yeah, put a hit on and go, Tate, Tate, Tate. <laughs> but um, yeah, saying out of drugs, kids. Exactly, um, and we had a couple of tweets from this um, from people because obviously, like, like I said, the Ottoman was quite quite the big the big uh, big cult figure around the the, the Tool Nation a couple of years back. Uh, Shanta eighty six. Uh, can we rename the Ottoman to the Eski? Similar form factor. <laughs> and uh, and I said, yeah, done. It's done. He's the Eski. And he said, excellent. Please make sure to note the precedent of Captain Snooze becoming No Dose and then Captain Murder. So yeah, we can change the name. So the Ottoman will now forever be known as the Eski. Um, and so in that in that in that vein, I'm going to uh, mentally edit the following tweets. I think the Eski should have uh, stopped, collaborated, and listened. Uh, it's Stuart Marler. I always picture drug deals happening around the coffee table, not the Ottoman. And finally, underscore Captain Kick Ass. This guy 
is the guy who created the Joel Romolo fan club page on Facebook. And this is... Uh, we we independently came to the fandom of this little fucking unit around the same similar sort of time. So so the captain also, he's hurting like we are. And uh, he said, yeah, I looked out at the phone and saw 27 alerts. <laughs> Sad times. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV, viewing schedules, match day information, and more. And when I say and more, I noticed on Saturday night that Roosters fans were claiming that uh, I think it was Orbison was onside at a kick and therefore there was a fair try scored and the Roosters beat Manly, but I opened up League Live and as it turned out, Manly won because it wasn't a try. So thank you, League Live, for spinning through and cutting through the bullshit and the salt and letting me know the actual facts about the result of a rugby league match. Because I was watching the match with my own eyes uh, using the um, the NRL's app uh, on the phone while I was putting his son to bed. And uh, he wouldn't go to sleep because when he found out Manly was on, he's like, okay, so we lying on his bed watching the end of the game and, you know, counting down the... Had to count down the fucking... I think he decided he wanted to crash like three minutes from the end and I'm like... Motherfucker, like <laughs> the stress, <laughs> and then so I was, I was counted it down, and then he's like, you know, another half yeah, now. It, look, and you know what? That's a good point. One of the big things that I love about that app is the reliability. Yeah, I've been using that app for a long time now, and never once has it shit itself on me when updating scores or yep. um, bugged out and told me a result at at eighty minutes. Yeah only to change it later. Yep. Uh, it's reliable, probably more reliable than the actual NRL app. It's re- more reliable than the NRL website because that, everything yeah. you just said then, that's happened at one exactly. stage or another. So, yeah. um, if you can't get in front of a game live, then get in front of it on your TV. And if you can't do that, pick up the Sportsmate League Live app and follow the game that way. It's the best way to do it. Because it does, I mean, it's not just like a score thing. I mean, you know, they actually give you, you know, like the... The play-by-play. The, the, the play-by-play sort yep. of thing too. So it's, it's better than just going, refresh, refresh, refresh. Oh, fuck, it's six on the other team. Refresh, refresh, I'll be back. It's also you know, a nice actually, way to uh, to find people on Twitter who are tweeting about a game that may not be part of Tool Nation you don't follow and get on there and give them shit because yeah. there's some stupid shit set on Twitter. And this is an yeah. easy way to access it. And it's a blessing to people that actually will, you know, hashtag their shit so they can be found for the idiots that they, they truly are. Oh, bless you, League Live. You're um, doing the Lord's work, sports mate. Exactly. And it's been great to see, especially last week, um, tons of people, you know, tweeting sports mate and, and letting them know how much they enjoy the app. And so, yeah, keep doing that. The more the merrier. Because... Uh, they're really good on the on social media, getting back to people as yep. well, and they seem really appreciative of um, all the great feedback they're getting. And uh, yeah, a lot of th- a lot of what I'm seeing now is like people saying, "Look, you know, love that app. Now I'm gonna get all these other fucking, you know, because they've yeah. they cover not not every sport, but man, most most they, sports are you gonna be they interested even, in. They even cover um, some hobbies such as soccer. Yeah, things that aren't a sport. Yeah, true, so true. Get on there as well if you uh, if you're a, a soccer hobbyist. So yeah, bust open uh, the App Store on iTunes and uh, or Google Play, the Android Marketplace, uh, and search for Sportsmate, and you'll see you'll get the access to their entire suite of all the various sports app they do. But obviously, you know, it's this week in League, motherfucker, download League Live. Okay, on to the recaps for round four and uh, 
Friday afternoon football, given we had the special Easter long weekend uh, bout of matches. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 42 to feed the South Sydney Rabbitohs 12 in front of a pretty good crowd at ANZ there. Uh, just over 38,000 people in attendance. A doggies 42 came from tries to Hopper Jr. Moses Mbai, Chase Stanley, a double to Morris. Craig Garvey with try as well. Sam Perrett and Curtis Rona. Mbai was 5 of 7 conversions. Um, and the Rabbitohs tries to Michael Oldfield and Chris Grivesmule and 2 out of 2 conversions for Damien Cook. Yeah, it's uh, look. Not forgetting that South went into this one with with a couple of fairly key players missing, um, Reynolds and the good Burgess. But the they've been doing it. They've been doing it without Reynolds though, so that that was less surprising than yeah yeah. Um, but I think the biggest enemy of the Bunnies all night was their fear of not being able to muscle up to the Dogs pack. Um, Des has done a very very good job with that that forward pack in in creating a, a group of blokes that not only draw offenders in, but they also keep them compressed because, you know, most, if not all, of his forwards have the short pass or the offload yeah. in them. Not uh, to mention they're so fucking big, they, you know, they, they suck some... They take some stopping in the first place. Exactly. You know? So so even though they're going to compress the defensive line when they cart the ball, they're causing edge mm. defenders to come in yep. and up to try and shut down that second phase play. Uh, and the shitty thing for the Bunnies was that he, he had a very ordinary game last week, but the Grub Reynolds has suddenly realised that he's got a little bit of pace and acceleration and he's going to get outside his man probably six out of ten times and create an instant overlap. And every time they went that way, they looked dangerous, and, and two times they went that way, they scored. The, the South Centres spent so much time right up and in uh, while their wingers were hanging back to cover kicks that yep. it just left glaring gaps and yep. and made things fairly easy for the dogs. On the other side of the field, you know, Moses and T-Rex seem to, seem to be creating a nice little menagerie. Fucking T-Rex? Out there. He's, so, uh, I, I, this is very, it's very early days, but I think he's on his way to his best season in, in first grade football. Do you think someone held a body length mirror up in front of him? And just put put marks on what yeah. height and size normal but people Desi's, are. Desi's had him for years now, and it's weird that it's like you know this year finally, he, you know he, him Cassiano. Though, he yeah. doesn't strike me as a sort of bloke that would grasp concepts quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's taken a fucking long time. I mean, like when I'm trying to remember when he emerged in first grade for Manly. I think he started playing first for Manly in 2009. Because I remember in the 2008 final series was at Brookie for the first game against the Dragons and the curtain raiser was Parramatta versus somebody and he was playing in that game yep. for the Reggies so I think he might must have been 2009 he moved to Manly but he had like contributory years in you know 2011 mm. for the yep. grand final stuff yep. but he was never like fucking like he had moments where he bustled someone and you know knocked Billy Slater for a six or something yeah, yeah, but yeah. they were like once a month, you know, like very rare sort of thing. And he, he was yeah. never the semi Rudradra breakout. No, no we, uh, yeah, but yeah. Th- now he's like he's stripped a bit of size, but he's looking fucking yoked, and um, and but he's actually like he's hitting the line at pace, and yes. finally that size that he's always had, and it's actually it's fucking starting to happen for him too. So someone sat down and gave him a physics lesson. Yeah, exactly. If, if, if you, you stand still, you won't move forward. That die. <laughs> <laughs> so, and again, the, the try they scored up up their left edge, where he was almost almost taken into touch and yep. showed enough smarts yep. 
to get the ball out. That that was the doggies getting back to their sort of gritty, never say die attitude that yep. they've been known for previously. But now they've actually got a, a fairly dangerous running game yep. on the other side of the field as well. And Moses, when he takes the line on, looks looks very very dangerous. So um, I I think that the the dogs are, are only going to get better and better. Yeah, they're going to be going pretty well at the moment though. So just I mean, with, with, you know, we just have to wonder, you know, is there a dip? What's the ceiling? I think they're motoring along pretty. Well. I think what's what the situation with the doggies at the moment is. I'm not saying that they're 100, percent but they're closer to 100 percent than pretty much any other team in the comp. I mean, Broncos and and Cowboys are going you know fairly well as, yeah. as well, but pretty contrasting styles of play. I though. think yeah, but I think those teams. I think their ceiling is higher than dogs. Though, yeah. you know what I mean. So but the, the biggest challenge the dogs have had so far have been Parramatta, who who came at them very physically. Yeah, and that was and, an awful and game and for them. Yeah. yeah, them. Uh, so, um, I, I think the Dogs have got a, a lot of attacking potency and they're going to get Morris back halfway through the year or, or for the last quarter of the year, fingers crossed. Yep. I think it's bringing him in, easy men on Sundays. Um, the base Chapo. Look at the bright side, South fans. With the price of petrol being so high, you wouldn't be able to celebrate anyways. Oh, damn. Damn, bro. GT351 underscore Johns. Great win. Very dominant dogs effort. I was worried in the last five that GI would kick a match winning field goal. <laughs> Go dogs. And I think I tweeted him back. I said, look, you that is the only GI field goal joke that's been fucking funny in this entire game. Because let me tell you, every second tweet that I saw going past on the hashtag for that yeah. game was something about GI kicking yep. a field goal and how many points it would be worth and GI can't count. And like just... You know, you can imagine. It was the most... Like, it was funny the first time, but it got really fucking old. Like, then the amount of memes and everything that were going through the week oh, as well. Oh, man. The only one I saw that was fucking remotely funny that made me laugh was it was like a serious picture of Greg Inglis, like a, a like a, a promo headshot one, and it said something like, oh, fucking, what was it? Something about... Count, uh, fuck. Now, I have to find it and tweet it off the site now because I, got, I want to make sure I get the wording right. Look, I... I did like someone went in and edited his Wikipedia page. Oh, what they say? I and, can imagine, but I didn't and it see was that. A, it was a subtle one. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a full blown Scott Minto. It was as and let me. Which is a shame because here. I mean that's Scott Minto one. Seriously, Scott in Egypt, look it up. But th- this <laughs> one was was beautiful in its simplicity. It was just Greg Inglis, born fifteenth of January nineteen eighty seven is an Australian professional rugby league footballer who currently plays fullback for the South Sydney Rabbitohs of the National Rugby League and can't count to two. This is a quick one. How long did that survive? I, I only got a screenshot of it. I didn't... Uh, yeah, well, I I, it, the makes, it makes me wonder how... <laughs> it makes me wonder how um, how long that survived before yeah. it was actually a, uh, a... Normally bots get them, I think. Yeah, well, and, and, you've, got the, and you've got these... Um, these Wikipedia lifers that, you know, take on the administration of a page, like maybe the person who originally created the Greg Inglis page, and like they, and so they're just like, you know, fucking no one's changing shit on this page except for me. And like they'll, they'll get a you know notification that, something changed. That probably stops him from, from hiding out and beating off in the bushes outside Greg's house, so good on you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Fuck, I'm just trying to find that. As you're talking, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find this fucking... You're doing Xenu's work. And let me tell you, there is like so many Greg Eagles ones that I didn't see but um <laughs> there's I've got, there must be about there must be about 20 of them like it's it's ridiculous and, and yet 20 of them 
but not the one not the one that I'm looking for <laughs> although there are some funny ones I mean I said before that I only found one funny but I actually found another one funny there's also a fucking made a liar out of myself as I often do <laughs> which I'll show you which I'll show you later the gladiator calculator <laughs> sensational oh, fucking hell so we're talking about talking about Greg Inglis Greg Inglis memes <laughs> boys we got this third half comeback <laughs> alright so back to the task at hand Wally Frogmore the defence of the South Sydney Rabbitohs and he's tweeted it to their accounts so credit there for going you know running straight um, smells like two hobos fucking in a shoe full of piss fair enough That's that to me sounds like something you'd say oh it's kind of visual imagery that you that you, you tend to con- conjure up yeah you or Sam you know I'd Maybe Sam, because that one's on the more... Um, I don't know how you you'd fuck in a shoe full of piss, though. Fuck in a shoe full of piss, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like the old mother that lived in a shoe, like it's a, yeah. like a house-sized shoe. You know, it maybe to be like a, a homeless... Smell like a homeless guy blowing another homeless guy standing in a sewer. That works. That could actually happen. But two yeah. of them standing in one shoe, even if it is full of piss, I don't... Yeah. Close. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And wouldn't be very, you know, positionally you'd be restricted as well, too, you know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Mario Siegs, uh, Southwest Bulldogs should be for the Oncology Cup because they are both a cancer in the game. Yeah. And a trend that I found this week is a lot, you motherfuckers out there, I don't know if it's like you, you if you've synchronized your fucking cycles or what, but <laughs> some hateful <laughs> shit, not to <laughs> us, it was tweeted to us, but hateful shit about other teams, I mean, like even more so than usual. So, um, Congratulations, keep doing it. Brisbane Broncos, 21, defeat the North Queensland Cowboys, 20 at Suncorp Stadium, a crowd of just over 46,000 Friday night football, of course. The Broncos, 21, came from tries to Milford and Roberts. Um, Corey Parker, two of two conversions and four of four penalty goals. Milford with the crucial field goal, defeating the Cowboys, 20, came from tries to Jake Granville, Michael Morgan and Ethan Lowe. Thurston, three of three conversions and a penalty goal. Yeah, look, with, with the retirement of just... Justin Hodges and I'm finding it very, very hard to hate this current group of Broncos. The most hateable thing about them is like you know, well, it the, just it, you know, it's it's good just to, you know just to hate them just for it's you know, easy like enough. Sam really gronks off and you know things like that. Oh look, it, it's easy enough to hate them because they still have Corey Parker and they st- they still have Durius. And yeah, and Corey Parker is the shit, one of the shittest cunts in the game yes. that has somehow managed to stay under the radar and you know not been you know maligned you know for his for his activities. Yeah, I mean it's not because he's not pulling cunt stitches out in games. Ab- absolute prick of a man. But you know he'll walk in hospital and he'll fucking shoulder charge someone out of the way when they're walking yep. down with a shoulder reconstruction and shit. Man, I I've seen Corey Parker brush a child with third degree burns. I don't even know if there's fourth degree burns. Yeah, but you're dead by that stage. Yeah, but, you know, uh, compression bandages all over their body in a wheelchair, face completely scarred by burns in a Broncos dressing room. I've seen him brush them and not even make eye contact. Any further context to that? So, oh, I was just... Um, Kid probably said, I captained you in Supercoach this week. Can't wind you fucking so many goals. <laughs> Hope you don't miss the bench when you go to sit on it. <laughs> in, which, in which case, you know, his actions were justified. Yeah, You're a top but, line. Don't um, worry about it, Corey. <laughs> look, uh, th- this game was, was a split for me between 
the old guard of Broncos and and the new the new blood coming through. So if we look at the old blood, Corey Parker gave us eight thrilling points from penalty goals. Yeah. He's about crucial as, points. He's about as interesting to watch as English rugby union. Yeah. You know, it's fair. On a, on a Friday night, I would get more excitement sitting outside in my patio watching geckos fuck <laughs> than watching Corey Parker kick field goals all night. Yeah, but see, the implication of that is that it's boring watching geckos fuck. I mean, the clicking noise and shit, they're fucking rad. Nah, dude, they stay still. They're very lazy lovers. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's just, you know, they're scared of falling off the ceiling because they're fucking upside down. Yeah. Um, but look, it, it's more exciting than watching Corey Parker kick goals, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Clearly, and, I haven't watched enough geckos fucking in my time, but I don't know what we're doing <laughs> after. <laughs> there'll, be some outside, there'll be some outside when you go tonight. I'll stay out there. And, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, but uh, wait, wait till the next Broncos game. Wait till they score a try, then go out there and watch <laughs> we'll them. Go, oh, fuck. But um, you look at the new breed they got coming through, you, you Roberts and you Milfords and, the, and those guys, and they scored probably some of the Broncos' most exciting tries that game in years. You know? um, it's, it's probably, just, just for pure speed, the yep. most potent attacking combination in the game, yep. to have Milford and Roberts running on the same side of the field. Yep. Uh, and, and who wouldn't want... Arguably the fastest man in the competition, yep. who can make a break, and then have somebody who's still fast enough fast, to back him up, fast, faster than him. Um, but yeah, yeah. So have to burn it all the way to the yeah. To in, the house. In, ter- in terms of speed, they, yeah. they they've got it in spades. But the, the Cowboys continue to impress me. Um, they they weren't miles ahead of the competition last year, and they went all the way and they got the job done. And then no, they just had they, they they just were timed to perfection. That's last it. Year. And. And it looks the same this year. I, I don't think they're miles ahead of any team. Uh, but they just seem to have a, an above-average football IQ yeah. across the team. Like, Thurston's obviously a, a sensational player. Uh, but you've got your second rowers and your centres and your fullback who are able to read the game, I think, a lot better than, than a lot of other opposing players. None of them are ever, ever going to be called the best in their position. You know, yeah, ma- yeah. maybe JT could vouch for that title at the moment. Yeah. But the the rest of their team are, are never going to be called the best this in the game yeah. currently. But what I see in the Cowboys that I don't see in a lot of other teams is that they play what's in front of them. Yeah. Sometimes uh, teams are so worried about their, their structured play. Yeah. And I think it was Freddie that said this you know, um, during the game, that they they'll, they'll watch and look for things that are happening in front of them and they change their mind mid-play, yep. they're not, okay, well, I've committed to doing this. To death and then, yeah, then That's the it. I've, I've committed to doing this. So even though this defender's come up and in on me and has completely shut down the play, yep. I'm still going to do it. Instead yep. of, oh, he's up and in, there's another option there. I'm going to yep. put it behind him or yep. I'm going to kick for myself. So, yeah. Um, Look, the, the that's Cowboys. basically a team. It's just that, that's just the hallmark of a team that's that that has their shit together, and you know have have been together, you know, with relatively few changes for a, a little while now, and um and as a result, they don't have to. I mean, because you know, falling back on structure is usually for teams that don't have the combinations um, as as set and mm. uh, and you know as mature as as what the Cowboys oh, look, have. I, th- I think as well, it also gives a a nod to the faith that the coach has in his players. Like, can you yeah. can you imagine Craig Bellamy ever accepting that? Or can you imagine players yeah. ever being brave enough? Even if even if it worked. Yeah. 
they'd still get fucking like reamed. That's why all of Billy Slater's highlights have been in State of Origin. Yeah, yeah. When Mal Meninga pretty much said, yeah, you know, do, do what you want. Yeah. And, and went back to... Or Neil Henry, who yeah, was actually coaching them. Who, who was actually coaching them. But, um, no, look at the, the Cowboys, I think, will be there or thereabouts come the end of the year. Yep. Um, the funniest thing I saw was Broncos fans somehow rationalising to themselves that a round four win was as important or somehow revenge on a grand final <laughs> drubbing. <laughs> let me, let me um, tell you, you could win, you could, you could beat them every fucking game by a field goal for the next decade. And it wouldn't equal that grand and final they got you with. Was, and, I mean, and Broncos fans should realise now what, you know, what it is to, to lose a grand final. And it makes me think that the way if they're carrying on like that was revenge then they haven't actually quite learned yet Yeah, what, that's what's it. In, what, what, that's it, what it. it is to lose a grand final. Because let me tell you, there is, uh, yeah, there's, there's fucking nothing worse. And, to, you know, to, you know pa- a partial lie to that is, I mean, like 2007 sucked, but like <laughs> winning 2008 40 nil, that's proper revenge because that's the same side in the grand final. Yep. So. Beat him in the grand final by a heartbreaking field goal at the time. <laughs> That's revenge. Yes. That is that is revenge, absolutely. And you will hurt them as badly as they hurt you, except for they might go, ah, yeah, but we yeah. won last year, so, you know, we're even. Be- beating them in the first five rounds of the year. Yeah. At Suncorp. Yeah. Both sides are looking, you know, having to all, that, all that bullshit side, I mean, you know, both sides are looking, you know, quite impressive, at, you know, for this early stage of the season. Sometimes that can be a problem for teams, you mm. know, when they, they have to you know, fall fall back a bit and whether they can regroup and well the Broncos last year for example. I mean they fell into a bit of a hole, you know, sort yeah. of two thirds of the way through. Um uh, looking a bit shaky. They steadied the ship all the way through to the grand final and um there's something about the Broncos that I can't put my finger on because they don't have any obvious flaws. You know, they don't have any yeah. obvious deficiencies or glaring problems. But there's just something about the Broncos that I can't quite put my finger on that they're going to want to address because one of their most powerful weapons in seasons previous was this Broncos mythos. Yep. And if they want that advantage that comes with being one of the heavyweights, yep. they need to go up a gear and they need to do it fairly soon. Yeah, they haven't had to at this stage, though. I mean, they were tested in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys, once again, struggle to put... 80 amazing, you know, like solid yeah. minutes. And they, they seem to be like, it, it, it almost it takes them to fall behind a little bit before they get angry, uh, you know, and uh, get out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, the, the light of that is the week before and they smashed, <laughs> smashed the Roosters to nil. But, uh, yeah, yeah but in a game like this where it's, you know, between equals. Basically, if you haven't put 40 on the Roosters, you should just hand back your licence. Did you it. put 40 on the Roosters? Oh, you haven't played them yet. We haven't played them yet. We yeah. will. You will. You, will. you put 40 on when you do play them? You know, if if it takes like a a bullshit half refs fault thing for you to beat the Roosters, <laughs> you, you, sh- you should honestly just just go back to reserve grade as a as a club. That's true. I'd fucking hate that to be my team yeah. if that happened. <laughs> Luckily, my team fucking smashed them. One plus. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin underscore Cook ninety nine. Ben Hunt in decline. Did everything to lose us that game. That is there. There's your that's your, your your chink in the Broncos. The kicking game at the moment, and Ben Hunt's hands. He's, he's still he's haunted still. Yeah, he is still haunted. Yeah, and the people and people can say what they want in the fucking media. And we put this by. He's still fucking. He's still haunted. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And Do you remember so, how long Justin Hodges was damaged for after that Origin? You know, honestly, I really don't. Years. Yeah. Absolute years. It was. Hmm. It was apparent. That's where the Hodges doesn't pass. 
thing came from. I still believe to this day. Because when he did pass, people died. Because when he died. did pass. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing about that Hodges thing is that they didn't even lose that game as bad yeah. as he as bad as bad he played. That's they still it. won comfortably. So, it was just that the only points he's had while scored pretty much came off, off those, Hodges, yeah. those uh, in-goal passes. Um, th- those things, man, you know, in all seriousness, he's probably got PTSD. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Bit of a bit of stuff, stuff Mount Warning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at Finn Scotty, if one day my kid says to me, Dad, I want to join ISIS, I would be less disappointed than if he said, Dad, I want to support the Broncos. <laughs> this is what I was saying about these tweets this week. Wow. And uh, shout, shout out to Scotty, um, who I smashed in round one of Supercoach by three points. Uh, Mr. Underscore Wars. <laughs> Good friend of yourself and mine. I hope the new, I hope the the NQ Cowboys like how that feels. I hope their families die of AIDS. I hope their grandkids are killed in the womb. <laughs> Once again, this yeah. is what I was talking about in regards to tweets this week uh, at Erebus Chaos. You know what? Just just to pause on that though. Yeah, sure. That's that's the attitude I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like being dumped by an amazingly hot girl. <laughs> staying home and jerking off to a photo of her best friend on Facebook and going, I got you, bitch. I, I got, got you. you. I got, I got you, you back so bad. <laughs> yeah, It's round that. four. It's round four. You like that? Yeah. You like that? <laughs> uh, Erebus Chaos. Corey Parker thinks he's a fucking playmaker. He's not a Bulldogs forward for fuck's sake. Just run hard, you dumb cunt. <laughs> That's one of the, my favourite Wayne Bennett quotes ever. And it was attributed, I believe, to Tom Leroy Lars. Okay, he spoke. Wayne uh, spoke after after one one game where Tommy's tried to put a kick in or something yeah. when he was playing for Brisbane, and at training the next week, apparently Wayne said to him, "You're six foot four. You're a hundred and fifteen kilos. I didn't pick you for your brains." Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn, Wayne. Yeah. Fuck. Um, where are we? Saturday afternoon, the Gold Coast Titans, 24, defeat the Canberra Raiders, 20, down in Canberra in front of a crowd of a touch over 11,000. The uh, Titans, 24 points came from tries to Ryan James, David Shillington, Zeb Taylor, and John Olive, Tyron Roberts, and Ash Taylor with the conversions, three for Ash Taylor, one for Roberts. The Raiders, 20, came from tries to Jared Croker, Elliot Whitehead, Edric Lee, Croker, three of three conversions, and a penalty goal. Ryan James... Origin Bolter lost the shit haircut. Start scoring tries. See, there might be something to this. There might be something to this theory. Fucking oath. Fucking oath. There is. Um, the, the, the scoreline on this game, if you just looked at it, says it, it should have been a cracker. You know, close yeah. game. Yeah. Um, lead changes, but in reality, unfortunately, it was just shitty defence. Yeah. And when you watch a game with shitty defence, no matter how many tries are scored. There's always you, something about it that you just like. You miss the creativity. Yep. You miss the build-up. You you miss the the arm wrestle between attack and defence. Yep. And there were some tries here, like like Ryan James. You know, for him to score a try as a forward from ten metres out. Yep. Selling a dummy. Yeah. And going through untouched. <laughs> forward try. For, forwards tries from that kind of range are like. You know, crash balls, and they, you know, and they just blast through. The, you know, that's yeah, that sort that's of thing. It. Not exciting, but they're earned. Exactly. But you um, fucking fall the time. If if Ryan James is going to sell you a dummy, but even worse was the <laughs> Shillington try. Yeah. Where it was yeah. a quick tap, take the ball, and should have been a hit up. Yeah. And the fucking look on his face, <laughs> I think he was worried. Yeah. 
that he may have been turned into a ghost. Because he ended up on the other side of the defensive line, and that was the only logical way his brain could process what had happened to him. He's like, I ate a curry last night, and all of a sudden I turned into fucking Dalsim. <laughs> at least he had enough brains to, to, to put the ball down. So, look, the, the Titans had defensive worries of their own. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't think they'll be, be there or even thereabouts come finals, but no one's sort of told the Titans that. They're yeah. playing like a team... They're it's, punching well above their weight. When you're in a rebuilding sort of moment. phase of your team and you don't have the cattle, yeah. this is season. This is the best possible case scenario where you've got a team that, despite that, the the spirit is high and they want to win. Yes. And if the other teams, you know, aren't going to click for whatever reason, then they can, you know, jag wins here and there, and they've yep. been doing it well so far. Um, I still I worry, I worry about them this week. Um, yeah, big game obviously coming up, local derby, big brother, little brother, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. But you know, it's also is probably a good test to see you know what this form is like. I mean, if they get you know yeah. up by thirty, then that could be the the yeah, catalyst. Back to reality. For, yeah, the, the reality check that they you know they don't deserve and shouldn't have. But um, but if yeah, this they're doing it well so far though, I'll give I'll give them credit. Um, and I won't even mention the fact that you know about any you know suspicions of, you know, drug allegations that were over their head in the last season because that would be terrible. Yeah. Look, it, hopefully, um, if they can continue this form, yeah. I think the best outcome at the end of the year for the Titans would be that they finish in a decent enough position that they're actually a, a serious destination for players to go to. Yeah. You know, so so that when, when your DCEs are, are signing contracts, there's not yeah. even the the thought of, of backflipping on yeah, it yeah. because no okay I think I can go here and they've sold me on the club and the culture and, and what they can do yeah it's um, hard for even even with a great culture I mean it's still hard to sell on I mean because you know people at the end of the day I mean they, players want money yes but they also there's that there's that uh, Look, what do you call that, that there's that there's that, that tug of war between cash and premiership ring Yes. Whereas, you know, and that's how the best sides, obviously, who have the, the better chance of success can uh, have more. Which is where I, I really think that that's something like a... Look, oh, Paul Gallon's a bad example because Queenslanders yeah. hate him. Yeah. Um, but it, look, even a, a Thurston yep. retirement plan, yep. uh, if they could get a, a marquee, even a, an older marquee player like that, um, they've obviously got Diego Maradona as a, a coaching director. <laughs> or, a, or a supplements director. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think that, uh, that they've they've got a little bit of, of up in their future. Okay, where are we? Astronauts stoked to get that win. Raiders had a classic case of the Rickies in the last fifteen minutes. So do you want do you want to uh, touch on uh, Frank Paul? Yeah, and to, for somebody of that calibre. For somebody like to get Macau- a, well, a yeah. well-regarded nickname, because yeah. he was Frank Paul the Wrecking Ball, yeah. and that was the the TV nickname yeah. they'd given yeah. him. Um, to to have that sort of uh, incident, yeah, is something that a senior player shouldn't have. Yeah, you know, if if that was um, young, is it Hodgson or Hodges? Hodgson, the hooker. Yep. Yeah, Hodgson. Yeah. You know, you'd almost forgive that sort of thing. Just, yeah. just it's one. Of, I mean, it's one of those things. You know, you young know, and brain snap and yeah, and and hot headedness. But he's been around the traps long enough to fucking know better. Yes, that's, that's the spot the, on. That's the bottom line. And um, and yeah, he pretty much 
you know, he did, I mean, obviously they had to concede points to cost them the game, but you know, he's, <laughs> from what I'm looking at for yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, Canberra supporters. Yeah, he cost him the game. Um, at Angry Stink. Good to see Karma sorting out the Raiders. Can't act from Frank Paul. Results in them losing. Uh, Solzy 4 FPN, that was so fucking grubby and you cost your team the game, you dirty cunt. That <laughs> drop him. That's a Canberra fan. Um, up 23. What the Titans lack in a whole starting spine, they more than make up with backbone. Yeah, tear in my eye. What a, <laughs> what a great tweet from a Titans fan. It's good to see the Titans, you know, winning so their fans tweet us. That's pleasing. It's one oh, less look, fan base we have to worry about. Look, to his credit, yeah. as disillusioned as he is on uh, the validity of their, uh, <laughs> their their legal process, yeah, stood by them through thick and thin. He has. For well, us. I wouldn't know what he did for about half of last year because <laughs> no word of a lie. Um, when the whole Cherry Evans thing was starting to pick up steam, like, you know, Willie Awoni, what's going mm-hmm. on? And it was still like, you know, because, you know, it was funny things happened. Like his, his mother, his mother was on Twitter going, oh, I fucking don't believe, you know, Matty Johns is full of shit. It's because she didn't fucking know what, you know, what he was going to do. He didn't yeah. tell her. And, um, and so, yeah, and then I started hearing from, you know, pretty well-positioned sources that this is actually looking like it's going to happen. And then the announcement comes out, you know, in two hours or whatever, you know, 10.45, yeah. there's going to be a press conference with fucking Daly Cherry Evans. No word of a lie. By ten o'clock, Muppet blocked me without a not a word exchanged between any of us. <laughs> and that was that was pretty much for most of last year. It's what's known in political circles as a preemptive strike. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, yeah, of course I was going to be fucking. <laughs> and I mean, I, I can understand him not wanting to see that. It would have been emotionally, you know, damaging. Yeah. But um, you know, we've moved past that, and it's a tremendous tweet. Uh, oh, speaking of tremendous. Saturday night, the mighty Manly Seagulls, 22, destroyed the Sydney Roosters, 20, at Allianz in front of a crowd of just under 12,500 people. The uh, Manly side scored tries through Jorge Tofua, Jamie Lyon and Dylan Walker. Um, actually, Tommy Turbo is trying there too, you silly fucking listing. Uh, Jamie Lyon, 3 of 3 conversions and 2 penalty goals. The Roosters, 20 points came from... Double to Sean Kenny Dow. Blake Ferguson with a try, Daniel Tupo as well. Um... Problems with conversions. Uh, Hastings getting one of two, and that was uh, Takiaho had had a, a go at a couple and missed. Although he did get a penalty for his troubles. Yeah, this um, this game. This was the football equivalent of watching two impotent Uzbekistanis play a game of soggy sayo. <laughs> this fucking absolutely game, fucking horrible. This game had some scintillating it, fucking tries. Look, the, the, scintillating no, tries. No, it didn't have any scintillating tries. Dylan Walker. Fucking crashing through a defender, fully wrapped up, shook him off. I think it was, uh, I think it was old Sticky Fingers himself, busted through, and just sheer pace to get to the line, score the try, finally showing that hey, you know, Dylan Walker's fucking awesome at running the ball. He's got speed and he's got strength. I don't know, maybe that's a quality that you would like to see in maybe a, someone in a more central location. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's that's fantastic because um, cause this week his his halves partner is a a genuine half as well, so. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. Walker and Happy this week, but yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I'm, not, I'm not too happy about that either. Yeah, so um, <laughs> George Tafua um, showed that he's definitely a min maxer. Oh, I'll tell you, he made Braden William look like fucking <laughs> Scott Minto. <laughs> he made Braden William look like Michael he's, Barney. Or, I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> you know, to 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 score the try that he did with with that pickup, he's mm. becoming the master of the bullshit try. 
master the bullshit take. Yeah, but I mean, how you can do that when it comes to scoring a try, but you know, down the other end with the other five, all the things like that, he can't catch end. it. And, yeah, and so. rucking it out of his own end. And like, he obviously, he's like a, he's a big unit and he's like, you know, a strong, a strong kid and, you know, yeah. he hits the line harder can, and, and often can, you know, bust through and stuff. Yep. But he can often just fucking drop the ball too when, yes. he, hits the, when so, he makes contact body um, on body. So. Jamie, Jamie Lyon, as, as we've said a couple of times previously, seems to have some sort of anti-aging serum. Yeah, still the god. Um, and showed some very good pace. And for very for good fucking goal kicking so, too, which yeah, is like which, the, which the, which a lot of those kick. tries were touchline, you know, like um, all thereabouts. So he, he and that was crucial in the end. Look, the, the Roosters fans, are, I understand their feeling on the last no try. Mm-hmm. It is completely within the current rules. That it was no try, so yep. I, I don't have a problem with the ruling yep. or the process as it followed proper NRL guidelines for now. What I do have a small issue with that if fucking swimming can have yeah, a can line, the line on their yeah. screen and you know it's showing where gridiron, yeah. yeah, whether well, you know, gridiron, they got all the fucking money in the world. Of yeah. course, they can do it. But, but technology is technology and fucking TV. You can get a fucking 60-inch yeah. fucking exactly. uh, 4K TV from Aldi for $700 exactly. this week. I mean, so, like shit gets cheaper. I mean, it's yeah. been around for a long time. It should be used. Um, the thing, the thing, the important thing to note about that is on TV, we saw one angle. Yep. And all the screenshots are the same angle from behind and to the right. Yep. thing is, that's Fox. That's Foxtel's call. That's Fox Sports' call, what we as the viewer see on screen. Yep. We don't see what the bunker sees. We don't see the, the 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 four to twelve angles that the bunker looks at. We don't see the whole. The, we don't see everything they run through. So people, are, are, the people who are outcried about the decision, are, be, are like, well, they made the decision based on that one angle that we saw, and they didn't. This is um, a, a journalist came out immediately after and said, "This is why people are getting fucking crazy about it. It's because they think that the bunker's just looking at that angle and they made a decision based on an angle which so is, appears to be." That. Is that the difference between Channel Nine? Because when you're on Channel Nine, you get the four screens. Yeah, and we get to see a lot of bunker stuff, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. It. Yeah, and so and and so the bunker have much more stuff at their disposal yeah. to to run through, and we don't see all of that. Here's the thing: easy fix. You've already shown that the bunker is going to reduce refs' fault calls and people yep. bitching about refs. Yep. Put a fucking line in. Put a fucking line in on one of the screens. I would I would love nothing more. The bunker's been amazing so far, and I mean this is off the, off the topic, but I mm. think. If you can rule on forward passes and offsides with a line, you the fucking it would be ridiculous for the sport. It'd the, be awesome. The thing the thing with forward passes is the rules are so technical in terms of it must go Come backwards, backwards out of the hand. from the hand, so the ball itself can travel forward. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, even if if the touch judge doesn't see that it that it if the touch judge doesn't see that it went forward out of the hands. That's yeah. still something they could do up. Even that that aspect, yeah. that's something they could correct. But for, they can't touch anything. For that to be, and they were looking at it a couple of years ago, was yeah. there was a company out there that can put GPS trackers in the ball and figure out the physics and inside. sync it up with the game clock. Yep. And so they can tell you at any second of the game, and you just got to sync yep. it up with the the screen uh, and the split yep. of where the ball left the hand, and they can tell you the direction that ball yeah, was travelling sure. in, down yep. to a fairly uh, yep. fairly accurate. Accurate decimal, but it's like I almost wouldn't want it to be that granular because when you get it that accurate, yeah, there's a lot of stoppages in the game. So that's it's the like thing with forward passes. You have to Smith get to that level. Fight. Cameron Smith's turning it over every tackle. <laughs> if you put that system in place, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I had this wild and crazy thought while I was yeah. watching um, 
the I, I saw on and off the storm yep. storm sharks game while I was on live. That the the flat pass at a dummy half has become blatant forward pass. Yeah, it's like you've got it so, ten centimeters forward kind of thing. Yeah, and what a difference it makes. And it's not being called. Yeah. So why not just change the rule? And I'm not saying we have a gridiron style system where where the dummy half can gridiron it. Yeah. down the field to somebody as long as you pass it no further forward than the, the than the guy who plays the ball yeah <laughs> so that gives you about um, a 50 centimetre sort of leeway you know but look here's the thing yeah I'd say that you're allowed a forward pass on dummy half from from everyone because realistically if they're too far forward and you're throwing it to them that's prime intercept territory yeah so, so players are going to be smart enough to pull it forward um, well, it's more like they haven't secured the ball by the time they hit the line, you know, line. So maybe there's like you know more chance of a you know, drop ball and you know, what, what, so, you, what you what you gain in in like velocity before they have to you know catch the ball. Think about catching the ball. You yeah, know, you're losing potentially with you know ball security. That's or something it. When so, they hit the line. Um, I I wouldn't be upset if they said, look, you you know we're not going to call forward passes. Yeah. From dummy half anymore. Um, Cameron Smith would fucking love that. Cameron that would Smith. extend his career. <laughs> no, it wouldn't change his game one bit. Everyone else would improve. Well, his, his error rate would drop to nothing. <laughs> Statistically, it would be amazing right, for yeah. him. Uh, he'd never throw a forward pass again. Um, the thing that the, the I mean, you know, all trolling aside, I mean, the thing to take away from this game one is fantastic. James Lyons kicking. Um, Tommy Turbo, the try that he scored. Like to get the ball down. I mean, like, in fact, the, just the sheer the inroads they made. When obviously the halves aren't creating anything, so for Lion and yeah. Turbo to be the ones that taking upon themselves to put in these, they, they did it numerous times to gain territory and you know and and you know get scrums packed yep. and things like that. But then also to actually put on attacking kicks and grubbers and things like yeah. that. I mean, their combination there is incredible, and it's, it was really missed in the Willie Army years. But the only thing I really take away from this is that. They're not there yet, but they're taking steps each week to, you know, get towards there. But the most important thing is that they they clearly, like, they want to win. Like, you look at a team like Newcastle. Yeah. They're not prepared to fucking grind hard and do what it takes to win. I mean, these guys, when it's 22-20 and it's just desperation, they were, like, desperate to fucking, you know, not concede points and, um, and, you know just played their asses off where even though the execution wasn't quite there in attack they still w- were so desperate that they you know they just got there through sheer will and I mean that's something that you can build off you know if they've got that will to win then the rest of the stuff will just come with time so um, with see that- I would say to you that the thing you should take away from this is that previous week you beat a team that most people agree will make top the top 8 this year yeah. at least the top 8 by 10 points yeah this week you won by 2 points with a contentious try, we didn't being have, disallowed. All our tries were all our tries. No, but with a they, contentious try, they had a try allowed dis- that was contentious too. Being disallowed over a team that's the current wooden spooner in yeah, the worst form of recent memory. Also, worst injury toll and all the rest of it. I mean, so you got to say with the wooden spooner, they're certainly not going to be the wooden spooner though either. No, they're not. The, the in their the season, current in their current form, the end of the season is going to. Well, no, maybe this is a turning point for them. You never yeah, know. But, this is their fucking. A, they brought their A game this week. But you have still won. No, 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 no. no. See, their, their see, A game. That's, a, that's that. That was see. That was their A game. They fucking and they almost pulled off a monumental upset against fucking you know the competition favourites. Yeah. So they. So there you go. So at the end of the day, the story. I mean, you'll look back on the season and go, "Wow, man, I can't merely beat East in in uh, round in round four, twenty-two, twenty. And say, "Well, what a fucking blockbuster game that was," because you know Manly finished second on the minor premiership and East finished sixth. Look, it, what. 
Big what, game between competition heavyweights. And what no gonna, one remembers the fucking details, you know, in, in you know, four or five months' time. What you're going to rue is not taking the chance to put a big score on the easy beats when you had the chance. I think We've got Penrith coming up. We'll be good. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm <gonna> stop it. <laughs> uh, tweets, MJ Eagle 23 The Roosters coach was a bit salty after the loss. I guess I would be too, losing to a manly pack containing Burgess and Starling. <laughs> Yeah. That's right. You want to talk about fucking teams that have you know got handicaps? <laughs> <laughs> Mister Nilsson, twenty-seven. The Roosters get a two-to-one penalty count near three. I thought it was three. I thought it was th- th- nine to three. The penalty count. Um, the Roosters fans on Twitter still blame refs' fault. Um, Jake underscore Chook. Two games on Saturday, both decided by incorrect referee calls. Thanks for the podcast. I'm done with this fucked sport. <laughs> <laughs> and and Jake, you know I love you, mate. But I saw you tweet about games on Saturday, on Sunday and Monday, so you're fucking lying. Rugby league fandoms are like the mafia. <laughs> Why are you fucking lying? <laughs> the base chapo. How good is Trent Barrett? Still not very, not convinced, James. But thanks for asking. St. George Illawarra Dragons, 14, defeated the Penrith Panthers, 12, at Wynn Stadium in front of a crowd of just shy of 13,000. Sunday afternoon, 4pm game, Dragons, 14, came from tries to Ewan Aitken and Josh Dugan. Gareth Widdop, two of two conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Panthers, 12, tries to Peter Hicku and Josh Mansour. Jamie Soward, one of two conversions and a penalty goal. Fucking explain yourself. Yeah, it was painful. Urban um, Samurai, let's talk about Urban Samurai. That's who the, that's who the listeners want to talk about. He's already a fucking shoo-in for mascot of the year. No, the Urban <laughs> Samurai is a fucking myth. Everyone's talking about how he carved us up. He had fucking one... carved you like you. He carved you like Ghost Dog. Yeah, like wow, <laughs> fucking Ghost Dog. <laughs> no one else has tweeted about Ghost Dog. Uh, he fucking carved you up like he was Ghost Dog. You and one other person fucking, in the world have seen Ghost Dog. Fucking all you hear is some fucking some sick fucking Rizza beats. Yeah. And Penrith getting carved by the Urban Samurai. You guys can go and have a fucking docking party together. <laughs> And, and watch Ghost Dog. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, Google what docking is, kids. Um, and now on to we, things we don't have to Google. Let's talk about actual history. We, we, don't, we don't seem to have the same sort of Warriors level of, of rocks and diamonds. Um, but for us to come out and beat who many people consider the Premiership favourites last week... Not after you beat them, though. And, and really grind out, <laughs> grind out a win with them... To, to come out and perform like we did against the Dragons was, was a little bit unprofessional. And it was, Rather than rocks and dimes, we should think of a term to, to specifically relating to Penrith, given that you know, you're in the co-host seat. You know, let's, let's, let's tailor the show more to you. So it's not rocks and diamonds, that's Warriors. They own that, they own that doll terminology. Week, doll week or non-doll week. No, I'd like to think because of the way that you seem to get injured, we need to do biscuits. So like, we've got to go like, what's the fucking, what's this, like a Tim Tam mint slice? And then what's down here? See, I'm a, I'm a caramel crown man. Yeah, fucking myself. good though. Okay, so that's fine. If it can be, so we, we, what, but basically, we're talking about a chocolate biscuit though, right? It has to be like one that's got covered in chocolate. And then a ginger nut snap. You have to, oh, see, they're okay though. They're not shit. No, nah, they're not what the fucking shit. Okay. Like, they're really the Peter shit. Wallace of biscuits. Yeah, ginger nut. They, they're good if you need a substitution. <laughs> you know, they'll do. I'm trying to think what the, what's the what is the worst fucking the worst biscuit biscuits biscuits go so fucking well. I'm just trying to... Th- I'm, I'm struggling yeah, thinking tough. of a truly shit one. Um, oh, you know what was really shit? Those peanut butter Tim Tams. They're fucking vile. Are they bad? Oh, vile. Okay. Like, de- like, like I love a Tim Tam. Fuck me, they were vile. Okay. 
It tasted um, like the fucking peanuts, the, the the peanuts on the bar, immediately in the closest stool to the fucking pisser. <laughs> <laughs> and cunts have been putting their hands in there and haven't been washing their hands. Then they oh, put them in and make fucking peanut <laughs> peanut butter fucking Tim Tams. Yeah. So this is a peanut butter Tim Tams. <laughs> this was peanut butter Tim Tams. Um, you know, it it always happens, and, and you're at risk of it after you win a a big game against a big opponent you know the old you've played your grand final yeah last week and you certainly played a second half grand final in that game yeah yeah exactly so the the fact that we can give away you know there was something stupid like five or six repeat sets yep. on our line just through penalties yeah you know just through penalties I feel I feel that fucking pain because that was us last week it's, too in, in the modern game where you have total amounts of sets in a game in the 30s yep to give away six of them on your line in the first half when so much of our success rests on high-paced, up-tempo attack Yep. to give that much gas out of your tank. It, in defence. and you, you, that's cannot, in defense. you cannot expect to, to win football games. Um, it, even the... You know, it, it came back to Hornets. Like, you look at that Dugan try that he scored to win the match. Yep. And out-defending that was Jamie Soward and Peter Hiku. Neither of whom are world-class defenders. Jamie Soward's been putting his body on the line a little bit more these days. The Hiku highway um, wasn't wasn't so named for no reason. Exactly. So, But there was no one. There yep. was no one else. There was Hiku, there was Soward, and it was fucking no man's land. Yeah, that's that's that, that's and, a, this that's a Hiku highway <laughs> nailed. So, Hiku in no man's land. <laughs> oh, no, he, he, was, he, he was where he was supposed to be. But it was your second rowers and your forwards yeah. who should have been covering. And it, and again, you know, look, we'd lost Will Smith, so technically there was guys playing out of position. We'd lost Cardi, so, you know, excuses, excuses. But at any level of, of any position of, of a rugby league team, you should know that when the fullback is scouting outside your left-hand defence, yep. that your number up. Yeah. That someone needs to be providing cover. And if he gets the ball, you smother him, so he either has to, to take the tackle or he has to cut back infield where yep. the rest of your defenders are, even if they're a little bit compressed. It, yep. It's yep. it's fucking basic, basic team defence. Yep. To be honest, um, I think that us losing by two was a bit of a lucky escape. There was the potential there, and, and Penrith teams of previous year would have collapsed, so I'm not entirely unhappy yeah, with it. But you you um, you could say that on one hand, like the, you know, that, you, that you appreciate a close you know a close loss rather than a flying. But I mean, you fucking had the you know. Oh, we definitely should have won this I mean, game. You had this we game definitely should have yeah, won I mean, this you, game. You, 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 it was one, and and the the fact that that we gave up so much possession to them early, yep, just showed in in the laziness or. Or how things fell apart late in the second half. So, the, I thought Gareth Widdop was very good again, uh, and and showed that if he if he was playing behind a decent forward pack instead of the international cunt circus of hairdos that he currently sits behind, <laughs> um, he, he is a legit world class playmaker. You know, he he's, he's never going to be throwing Andrew Johns like precision cutout passes. Yep. But he's kicking game stable. I, I think he'd make a fantastic foil um, for the Milfords of the world. Yeah. Just as that stable, level-headed... Safe under the high ball. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> But, well done, Dragons fans. Some of my favourite people in the world. 
the Dragons fans. Really? Yeah. You're saying that? No, I'm not. My aunt, my 13-year-old cousin, whose parents let her listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we have a discussion when they got up here? Apologies. um, (laughs) Yeah, so fantastic people in their family. They've got... um, (laughs) They've got two Dragon supporters yeah. and two Broncos supporters. Lucky they weren't listening in like 2009, 2010 because the Dragons, you know, they fucking copped it then. Let me tell yeah, you. Oh, did they cop it? I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a passionate rugby league supporter? Yeah. My uncle um, coming from Melbourne, mm-hmm. Broncos fan. Yep. Just just because, uh, came from Melbourne, moved to Sydney, no one supported the Broncos. So I like born in Melbourne or? Yeah. 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 Um, has a Brisbane Broncos box trailer. Yeah. A Maroon box trailer with a giant Broncos logo on yeah. the side of it um, that he pumps around with down at uh, Bega. Yeah. Probably um, not as likely to get fucked up in Bega. You might get some cheese thrown at you. Oh, that's true. I do love the cheese down there, I've heard. Yeah. Spot on. <laughs> I've been to the factory, done the tour. Oh, really? And how is it? <sighs> Cheesy. <laughs> Oh, it's past, it's past midnight, I'm delirious. Champagne comedy. <laughs> uh, Shanta 86. Hiku in again. Bloody good strike rate, but he's Gandalf the poly. Hash Hiku Haiku. Hash you shall not pass. That was my favourite tweet of the week. Uh, Devonhead. Uh, I would like to, would like to think uh, Hash Urban Samurai dedicated that performance to you, Jay. Uh, Matty McP25. Urban Samurai was cutting cunts left, right and centre today. You brought this on yourself. I think I said this before we started recording. Glenn would say shit about teams and stuff too, yeah. and they would invariably come back to kill him. The power, the karmic power that this show puts out into the universe. Yeah, you know what? Josh Josh Dugan scored the try, mm-hmm. and the Urban Samurai had one or two good runs where he probably should have scored himself and didn't. So, you know what? He's still a fuckwit. Hey, so it was, you're saying it was like a death by a thousand cuts, and it wasn't like a... He didn't. He didn't, didn't decapitate you. No, not at all. He, he wasn't even involved. Yeah, you were some paper cuts. He was. He was, <laughs> he was sitting down in the corner, polishing the faux wood that he keeps his three swords of descending size on, on his hand-me-down fucking garage sale mantelpiece. <laughs> so, uh, Paraman Mark II. I'm not sure what he's going at here, but I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna say he's, he's like the at hash. Urban Samurai, there's an Urbab Samurai, so it's it's not there's there's no Urban Samurai account. There probably is an Urban Samurai account, and if the, if the poor cunt's getting tweed, he's probably like, well, my hand's fine. Like I've just I I just really enjoyed fucking Kurosawa films. Why why are you fucking? I'm just you, I'm just an enthusiast, man. Why, why are you why are you people why are you people talking about my hair all the time? It's just fucking normal. Um, yeah, the, the Urban Samurai leads his band of warriors to a mighty victory over the Cat in the Hat led Panthers. Twill host destroys TV. Did you destroy your TV? No. Yeah, you're much, you're much more rational after losses. I've got to say. No, I just like my TV. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what you like in fucking yeah in August when when when, when the word mathematical starts appearing in conversation. The good thing about being a Panthers fan, yeah. is no matter what happens, yep. I've got the Pantherettes. Yeah, that's true. I've got something that no other team supporters have. That's true. You fuckers live or die, you know, by what happens in the season. I got Snapchat and Instagram. Yeah, me too, though. I don't care. They're not my themes. <laughs> nah. 
Nathan Sully, 89. Best Easter weekend comeback in 2,000 years. Ooh, nice one. Yeah, I, I was going to say we, we imitated Jesus. We tried really hard for the right thing and ended up getting nailed. nailed. <laughs> that tweet may be misfiled too. Um, the Warriors 40 defeated the Newcastle Knights 18 over at Mount Smart Stadium in front of just shy of 14,000 people. The Warriors 40, here we go. Blake Ageford, Cutter, uh, Johnson, Matalino, uh, Lolohea, Vatavai and Isaac Luke with tries. Six of seven conversions to Sean Johnson. The Knights 18 came from tries to Mataora, Dane Gagai and Nathan Ross. Three of three conversions to Trent Hodkinson. Mm. Look, again, like the the Canberra Titans game, you, you'd look at the scoreline on this and think, oh, my God, what what a brilliant display of attacking football. But it was... Second half it was. Yeah, it but certainly the, the, was f- that. the first half was definitely just just an example of shitty defence. You know, the... Well, both teams weren't there. I've, I've seen a lot of talk about, oh, you know, RTS is there. He scored. Mm-hmm. He, he's arrived. He's back in form. Yep. Yeah, what actually happened was that he spun out of a hands tackle. Yeah. Nobody put a body in front of him. But he started, he cashed a check. So, so <laughs> he, ca- he, he cashed a check. Um, but the, the first half was just, was horrible to watch. It was simple tries, crashing over stupid defence. Um, <laughs> Johnson's try was, was, you know, being labelled brilliant. I've seen a lot of places. It was a brilliant solo effort. All it was was he ran 60 metres sideways and mm. nobody put a body in front of him. Yep. That's all that happened. Um, the the Warriors though are starting to look more like themselves, and in the second half, definitely, they looked like like what we've come to expect from the Warriors in previous seasons, but probably a, just a little bit slower. Well, um, yeah, you know, the, their their speaking set of, plays were more deliberate. Well, speaking bit. of slow, Sean Johnson, he's still like, there's, he's still missing an incredible amount coming back from that yeah. broken leg. Yeah, he's there. There were some times where. He would like he would have been shut the gate, mm. and like the numerous these little yeah. half things where last year he he would have been gone. I mean, hopefully he gets back to that. That's at, at some you know within I don't know what the timetable is. I mean, will he ever? Is it you know is it something that he can ever fully you know bring back or I don't but know? That's but that's he's, the thing. It, it was never his only weapon. He was never. No, it wasn't. Just but I mean, now he's got player. that. Now he's now the other stuff sort of come back. But the, the speed is the the missing thing that he needs yeah. to you know to turn that half chance into a you know a full fledged break or That's you know it. or so, try whatever. Look, I think he's just going to have to work a little bit harder to to develop other parts of his game. So it it Warriors fans at least you know they're doing something at training. Yeah. Because they're they're running set plays and they're <laughs> they're coming off and it was a nice practice session for them against the Knights. But even the play out to where Manu scored in the corner, um, fuck, he's just a big lanky yeah son of a bitch that doesn't belong on the wing of a rugby league field. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it looked like a, a nice set play, but it was probably slow and deliberate, and you could see them that they were stopping and looking before they were passing. It wasn't yep. flowing, but again, it, it, it's not the worst place to be. You know, ha- having having at least something to build on. It was looking dire at halftime when they tied, going into the break, tied up with the Newcastle Knights, diabolically at home, yeah. and when they when they have a, a fairly decent home home ground advantage in the scheme of things. Yeah. Um, and apparently, um, the the remedy. Was a an all time, old fashioned fucking spray from McFadden. <laughs> yeah, good. On I was uh, I I watched the first twenty minutes, and for the second twenty minutes and period uh, heading to uh, into half time, I did a dump run, 
and I was listening on the radio, and it's funny because I'd watched the first 20 minutes of the game, and I knew it was a fucking dire piece of shit game. But on the radio, when they get the half time, they're like, oh, people will say that this game's shit, but, you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course. But people say this game's shit, but I think it's been a really blow. Oh, I'm thinking, you fucking lying cunts. You know that people aren't looking. Yeah. And so you're trying to fucking pass this yeah. shit off. However, the sideline eye comes back, and he said, and he was just like, kind of. <laughs> Andrew McFadden, his party was an old fashioned. <laughs> traditional spray <laughs> apparently he tore seven shades of shit off them and um it worked i mean because it always it's it's been a constant conundrum in rugby league like what do you fucking do to get these super talented warriors lineups to fucking play yeah you know to to re to to at least approach their potential and um and yeah he did it i mean maybe that's it and you know, we, you know we if you're could, a coach it'd be fun as fuck to spray yeah. Talk, like, yeah can you imagine if you found out it was like a secret thing like you know spinach for popeye all you had to do was spray these cunts at half time and no matter what happened in the first half the sins were washed away and they came out as fucking premiership favorites in the second half yeah. i'd look forward to it i'd Spot just sit on. there and i would just be i'd just be making notes on everything that happened in the first half like all right you cunts you just you'd sit down and watch every episode of entourage just fast forward to the re gold bits yeah, yeah and you'd be there any given sunday just, just writing just, notes yeah. you're looking up these speeches on youtube so invariably you get to the one about the solo and the fucking you know just, you bash that can of solo up your ass just to make it easy for yourself you make sean johnson go and change his name to lloyd <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's well, they just call him like Ash, but that's a change. <laughs> Your name is fucking Lloyd now. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it's pretty obvious. The, the, the competition's split into, I think, three pretty distinct categories. The, the, the teams that are well on their way to what will be the, the form that gets them into the final, the, the, the top eight. There's those teams that are almost there and just need a few more pieces to click. And there's yeah. the teams that are are clearly behind everyone else. The Knights are... Unfortunately for them, pretty pretty firmly in that third category. Yep. The Warriors are going to have to do a little bit more than beat the Knights with a decent second half for me to say they've, they've jumped into that second category. Yep. Um, but I, I think the, that they're well on their way. All right, uh, where are we? Uh, D. Matea, a.k.a. D's Nuts. H would still a shit cunt in capitals and should start being the Warriors tackling bag. That's all he's good for. Still has his tiger ways. Mr. D's, you're forgetting that he also spent some time at the Sharkies in between. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch the Geo. This is this, it's a sad... I, I feel bad for Mitch. Uh, there's nothing like a good game of footy and that was nothing like a good game of footy. Our streak ended. Has gronked out. And so that is officially the first loss for the Newcastle, the Newcastle side uh, since the birth of his child. Uh, at Mr. Palmer Teacher on Twitter. That's Big Dan. Used to be Big Dan and uh, Danny Palmer. He's uh, haven't heard from him for a little while. Hopeless. Utterly hopeless. This is going to be one long year. Hash, not another wooden spoon. Mm. Look, you know, just like we, we cast, you know, mockery down upon, you know, March premiers, March spooners as well aren't really a thing. Otherwise, Manly would have won a spoon last year, probably, or mm. yeah, you know, well, certainly thereabouts. It would have been you know, yep. one of a few teams in contention. So, you know, it's not over yet. Uh, Billy Boy eight eight seven. How the fuck can I stay true to this? He's got hashtag stay true. So I don't know if that's a a Knights marketing, you know, team hashtag thing this year or not. 
it, it, mu- it must be. I I'm not aware. It. All the teams have got their, you know, their things. Like I mean, that the, the hilarious manly one was like, you know, hashtag, you know, stronger together. And they were using that last year when the, the Pens were fucking <laughs> tearing <laughs> two V out, like you know, completely making a mockery of their own bullshit marketing. Um, oh, the fucking Tigers! I can't remember what theirs one, what their one was. What was the fucking Tigers one? It was like Unite, Commit, Achieve or something like that. Oh, really? When it was really like, I mean, you know, when they're saying that when fucking, they're, you know, telling Farrah to <laughs> fuck off or play reserve grade. <laughs> like bicker, bicker, bicker and fight decline or something like that. Um, but so if the Knights, is, I mean, a, Knights, a, Knight, a Knights fan can, um, can, can confirm with me yeah. if the state, hashtag stay true is, a, is their, you know, their thing that you put on game day tweets for the, for the side. But like, how the fuck can I hashtag stay true to this pathetic fucking team? Look, shouldn't even be in the NRL. You know what? As a Knights fan, at least you can take a bit of comfort that there will always be some constants for your club. Um, for one, Adam McDougall will always be somewhere around there trying to bleed money out of that club in some <laughs> way or another. his man juice or whatever he's <laughs> <laughs> What is that shit called? The, the last time. Man shake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. My man shake brings all the spoons to the night. <laughs> it's, um, the, the last thing I saw him on was one of those, um, fake earthquake machines that you're supposed to stand on and it vibrates and that that's your your exercise oh okay the exercise i thought you think it was some so sort of was, earthquake simulation the, machine. the whole the whole thing of you, you can exercise while standing still yeah yeah one of those easy things um, for people who think you don't have to actually do anything yeah he's he's worse than a friend yeah that's joined amway uh, he just shields with such fucking he's like, just with, with such commitment yeah you know, manshakes probably cause chronic kidney failure. Irritable bowel syndrome or just, ex- <laughs> at the very least, explosive case of the green apple splatters. Or male pattern baldness. <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> so, um... Cause you know, your thighs to just, fucking balloon up. <laughs> just, uh, just take solace in the fact that one of your own heroes has, has so much respect for your club. Gee, that was a really depressing thing to take away. <laughs> the uh, Parramatta Eels, eight... Feed the West Tigers zero at our ANZ. Uh, good crowd, 36 and a bit thousand. Mm. Um, the Eels, a try to Junior Polo. Michael Gordon, one conversion. Michael Gordon, one penalty goal. The West Tigers, bupo, wow. none. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty much the football uh, equivalent of blue balls, this one. It was because like an 8-0 scoreline implies like a dour sort of affair. But there were some majestic fucking try savers on both sides. The like those the sorts of try savers like how the fuck did did they not score that? Yeah, that's it. So um, probably not so much try savers as as bombed tries. It looked oh, there's some Tedesco, quality, like fucking Teddy, some quality yeah, try saver tackles. He he stopped semi once and he held up Jenko. Yeah, over the line. Yep. Who, who I don't think is playing anywhere near where he should be. There's um, some um yeah, just there's a there's a lot of fucking love for him though. Yeah. It. The Roosters got the best out of him. Yeah, it appears that it, it, like, I've just got this feeling that Parramatta, Parramatta is the narrative team of the season. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah, East yeah. East have been for a bit, and South obviously had their time. Yep. But um, Parramatta are the narrative team to be followed mm. by you know, the media and Channel Nines and so forth, and all the hyperbole and stuff. Well, that, that's I, I know I know better than better than most people what what a heartbreak it is to have a Michael Jennings in your side who isn't there mentally. 
Because you had legitimately, actually, Michael Jennings in your side. Who wasn't there, man? <laughs> and look, I, I love watching him play at East. You know? And I, and I love the, the skill level he brought to State of Origin those years. Yep. He was amazing to watch. But the Michael Jennings I see at the moment isn't isn't a, a patch on that player. But the, the the positive for the Tigers and the Tigers fans to take out of that is that the their defence held strong for, for what has been a fairly good attacking team. Yep. For most of the year, well, um, Parramatta. I mean, they're, they're they're certainly a defensive team at this stage of the season. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's their defence. It's their, is you know I, I saw statistics. It's their, their best since fucking you know a long time, thirty years. Well, they've, they've been putting on sort of years. they've been putting on sixteen plus a game. Yeah, fairly regularly. But um, the the Tigers did did fairly well. You know, and and by Tigers I mean Tedesco. Yep. So. Um, you know, he he was basically worth twelve points to them, or, or eight points plus conversions, whatever that would have been. Um, but the, I, I think based on this game, he has to be the smart choice for State of Origin. Has to be the skill sets there. Otherwise, we end up in the situation again where we don't give young players their start. He's but, mature enough that he's not going to if he if he drops a bomb or something that leads to a try. It's not going to mentally scar him for the rest of his career. Well, he's he's been yeah. he's been through he's he's been around long enough. I mean, he's not like he's old, but he's been through enough that it's not like he's some fresh wonder kid that's had five yeah. good games and that's somehow him. you know blagged the position in the side and then is destroyed because he has a Justin Hodges s game. You know, he's that had risk to listen. Not there. Yeah, he's had to listen to Robbie Farah's fucking motivational talks. That kid is mental Teflon. It's funny that those, those those youngsters from all reports they all fucking love Robbie, eh? Really? Can't, don't they see? Not gonna turn on Robbie. There's a lot of turning on Robbie, though. My God, I mean, all of a sudden the addition of him off the bench is the entire reason why they didn't score a point. Yeah, look, it, influential player. You know the the fact that they had three hookers in that game. <laughs> yeah. Um. If it was for a legitimate reason, if the game plan was to to almost to run mouse traps with three three play the balls every <laughs> yeah, you actually, you actually like a, play the ball like that old fucking shell game like you pretend which, to play the ball which hooker, yeah. which hooker is which hooker is going to get the ball. Um, yeah, if, if the idea was to get a mobile fit pack out there yeah. to combat something like a bulldogs yeah. pack. Then, then fair enough. But they didn't, they didn't play to their strengths. No, and Parramatta's not really all, the team so. where that's a strategy that you would go in anyway. I think the Tigers actually had, speaking of strategy, the right idea with playing Parramatta. You know, the the Bulldogs came out and tried to to hit them physically, and Parramatta showed that they can at this stage of the season. We'll, we'll see it, if yeah. they can do it for a whole year. But they'll they'll stay with you in yep. terms of fitness. I think the Tigers went out there and tried to out-tempo the Eels. Yep. And whilst it worked, they were creating a lot of chances, but that also out-tempoed themselves. Yeah. So that, that also, was they also where... fucked up a lot too because they, they fell into that trap of going sideways, but, you know. Yeah. Because they, cause going forward wasn't really, you know, wasn't going their way. Which is where if you're going at even a step faster than you used to, yeah. that's where your kicks... Um, yeah, there were two tries they bombed where yep. one kick was just too long yep. and the other kick was probably six metres yep. too short yep. at 
at a slower pace, those kicks probably found their mark close to the try line and, and there's points scored, which makes it a very, very different game. Um, the the defence was good. The Tigers now just have to find out a way to bring attack and defence to the same game. Yep. Devonhead, three hookers and still can't score. Not sure if it's the West Tigers or Chapo. Paraman Mark II. Worst game of the year so far, but fucking stoked we won a game ugly with our defence. The biggest Tiger. Not 13 plus. Tick. Stopped semi-scoring. Tick. Tedesco not injured. Tick. Didn't have to pay for the bus. Tick. Hashtag not many positives. M51 Avoider. How many points? That's right, folks. None TMB. And we're starting to see the emergence of the, uh, you know, it's a couple of weeks it's taken, but the old Tigers in decline hashtag with the number five in there instead of the S. For, for the fifth time in a row, the Tigers in decline wins hashtag of the year. <laughs> it's a five, Pete, whatever you yeah. want to call that. Um. <laughs> it's going to be, when, when they break up, can we, just putting this out there early, but when, when they inevitably go off to other teams. Yeah. Can we do a shirt that said run TMB, none TMB, done TMB? <laughs> I'm sure that would sell exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it would probably sell about 20 shirts, I reckon. Just like people who just have a West Tiger supporter in their life that they just want to troll. <laughs> I think the, the the curious thing is, I mean, this, this shuts the Tigers fans up because uh, a team that you would have to say on the balance of things at the moment, you would consider the season so thus far is pretty successful for the Tigers, right? Yep, things are travelling in a, you know in a pretty good direction. Yeah, that have won them as many games as the teams paling crosses like Seagulls. Oh really? So yeah, so I'll take that. Kind of <laughs> I'll take that successful kind of season. Yeah. If if you know, success is being um, you know one win off top place, just like Manly is. Oh look, by you all know, means. Manly were just expected to to do more with the the next Andrew Johns Happy Coruscant. Oh, this weekend. Well, imagine if you fucking carved it. <laughs> like I would. I'd probably fucking stab myself. I was just like... <laughs> this is obviously a dream world. I'm, Need I'm to having, wake up. Yeah, wake up, Pat. <laughs> stab yourself. <laughs> Monday night. Footbitch. A Cronulla Southern Sharks 14 defeated the Melbourne Storm 6 at... Um, what are we calling it? Reclaim Australia Stadium. Uh, just over 9,000 in attendance. And the Sharkies 14 tries to Ben Barber and Chad Townsend. Maloney, one of two conversions, two or two penalty goals. Defeating the Storm, one solitary a try to Kafusi And Cameron Smith with the conversion. Yeah, it's... um. Oh, what do you say about this game? Yeah, Cam- it happened. Cameron Smith's a whingy fuckwit. He is. And I mean, there was, there was a lot of going on about, you know, did he... You know, was that Wade Graham's mouth guard that he picked up? And uh, stuffed in his sock around the 37th, 38th minute of the game. Plain as day. The mouth guard goes flying out in the tackle and he picks it up and sticks it in yeah. his sock. And then later on he clips Wade Graham in the mouth when he doesn't he doesn't have a mouth guard in. Yeah. And so uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of troll. I mean, like, this, the, the Twitter these days is, is broken up between, like, the people who like to have a laugh and fucking ha- and, and slag on players that are cunts, like Cameron Smith, for yes. example. And there's people who go, oh, this fucker, that didn't happen. You know, like... Oh, you guys are... Yeah, you know what? Fuck up, cunts. You know what? Let us have our fun. Twitties to be fun. Climate change is real. Mm -hmm. People should be allowed to love who they want. Cucumbers taste better pickled. Cameron Smith's a fuckwit. They're the four fucking basic immutable laws of life. That's it. it. This whole thing of, oh, no, that didn't happen. There is video 
evidence. He certainly picked. I mean, but then you know whether it was Wade Graham's mouth guard is is up for dispute. We, we don't. I don't know because honestly, after after having my fun that night while the game's on TV, who else's mouth guard are you putting in your sock? Well, unless I, I, you I, then, there was there was talk it could have been Finucane's, That's all. Unless you so. walk up to every single player on the opposing team and say, "Is this yours? Is this yours? Is this yours? Is this yours?" Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, if it's if it's a mouth guard, yeah, you pick it up, yeah. And you toss it, or you you throw it to your bench, yep. and you say to your blokes, if anyone's lost a mouth guard, I've I've given it to Berry, busted Berry on the sideline. Yeah, go and get it from him. So like what you put in your sock? I mean, like if I thought it was Wade Graham's mouth guard, I'd fucking stick it down my pants, and then you hand it to him, and he'd go, "Oh, mate, found your mouth guard." They <laughs> 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 go, "Hey, hey, how's my fucking ball bag taste?" <laughs> Yeah, what we Imagine all the Cronulla fans. <laughs> yeah. How did he get that fucking teeth mustache? How do I get one of them? <laughs> if you just like, if, 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 you're like, hey, you Cronulla, you, hey, you Cronulla guys are all about fucking eating bags of dick. <laughs> there you go. Fuck. <laughs> it, um, look, James Maloney's uh, look, looking to, to prove me wrong. I, I said at the start of the year that, that I didn't think he'd be the buy that a lot of people were expecting him to be at Cronulla. Are you crazy? And, I hope I picked you up on that time. And I don't remember you saying that. That's, oh, look, that's crazy talk. I, I said that Cronulla couldn't make Todd Carney work and that James Maloney didn't have as much raw talent as Todd Carney. No, but he's not a fuckhead either. Um, he, he seems to have a little bit more hard because, fuck, he gets smashed every single game yep. um, and gets up smiling. It's fantastic. And but also, at least as far as we know, he doesn't he doesn't get loose on the tins. He, he's about the only thing I enjoy about watching Cronulla play. You know what I'm enjoying? What's that? Just a little bit. The minor, you know, at this stage, let's say 45% Ben Barber resurgent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than, he's already better than the Broncos. Yes. He's best, he's, I mean, I'm not saying he's fucking amazing or anything. I mean, he's never going to light shit up like he did. Not at all. Ne- oh, oh, yeah, never is a long time. I mean, maybe, maybe he might fucking blow us away. But he's making a fucking useful contribution of himself yep. to a football side. For the first time in like three years, he, he seems to have accepted his role. Yep, you know, um, which, which is good. The the thing I'm finding interesting about this season is the the Cooper Cronk situation in Melbourne. If you if you look at great players, they've always sort of had the ability to to bring their teams up a level. Yep. Whereas Cooper Cronk's showing that he's he goes down a level without a certain caliber of player around him. Um, yeah, it's been said for years that he was always very robotic, yeah, and that it was just his his recall and um, muscle memory and and work ethic yep. that got him to where he was, which, which is fantastic and deserves to be there as much as anybody. Um, but it probably shows he's not quite in the calibre of the your Johns and and Thurstons and Sterlings in terms of playmakers. Well, your Cherry Evans is his... no playmakers, not orange peelers. <laughs> Um, One-Eyed Tiger Cam Smith's disgusting behaviour wasn't the worst thing I saw on Monday I also watched the Human Centipede later that night Tell you what, that's de- that's definitely outdoing like the lethal weapon follow-up on Friday Night Football <laughs> That's with the Human Centipede on especially if it's a Monday night game between two cunt sides uh, at Cobra Burgers I'm just imagining Bellamy as the doctor if the team doesn't perform <laughs> Where the positions go, though. 
You think this is just the big three? They, they make up the links of the centipede, or you actually just. Oh no, he'd sell them to his own ass. That's his dedication to his craft. <laughs> And I'd like to think that Billy Slater is the last one in the chain. <laughs> <laughs> Although he does like you know, he does like early balls, so maybe he's <laughs> um, Cobra Burgers. Being in close proximity to Cameron Smith automatically makes you a grub. Exhibit A, Corabetti. So mm. a lot of talk around the time of the game. Is the Sinbin dead? Is the send off dead? It's not dead, but I mean, I think the Sinbin, they should just, they really should just open it up to be real discretionary for the referee. This guy is just making a cunt of himself. Yep. Sit down and not make it this black and white. If the player does this, then maybe, you know, you might want to think about it. Just like, like that, you know, that'd be worth five. Even if it was like, even if you broke it down, you could have like a five and a 10. That sort of thing. Yep. Five minutes, boom. Yep. Off with you. Definitely. Um, and, you know, you could use... If, if you had a five-minute one, which is not the end of the world, but it's punishing, you could do it... You could use it for so many things. Repeated penalties, you know, this is another thing that came up this week, like repeated penalties in, you know, when defending your goal line, you know, just to, to stifle the attack. And better than fucking stop. Benji Marshall's idea. Did you see that shit? I saw the headline, but I didn't read it because it said Benji Marshall's idea. Why people even go to him as a rugby league authority? It said it said Benji Marshall's idea, and then I think the subtitle said something about touch football. And at that point, There's I was a, just like, apparently, I'm a, that. apparently a, a rule in touch football, whereas it, every time you give away an infringement, yeah, defending your line. Yeah. So I don't know what they classify as defending your line, whether it's closer than ten meters. Yeah. Um, you're starting with your back foot on the line, you know, touching the you, know. you have you have to send a player off. So every time you give away a penalty on your line, you have to send a player off. Yeah. And they can only come back on if the team scores or you get the ball back. Okay. Which is just stupid. That sounds like one of those stupid things that they that they say they're going to try in the All-Star game, and then they do it, and it turns out to be fucking ridiculous yeah. and not work anyway, and then you go, well, you know. So. What are those things, that, like in the All-Stars game, where they'd have like the... You know the uh, the extra the bonus, like you know, score a try instead of take a conversion and things like that. And everyone's like, "Oh fuck me, that sounds like it's going to be exciting as fuck." No, no. it just gets shut down immediately. It's one nothing hit happens. Up. <laughs> it's one hit up. Nothing happens. People and, turn know, it back into a second rower. It's, it's not. It's not. Gr- yeah. it's, it's it's not. Uh, it's not uh, gridiron, mate. Like That's it's it. just. <laughs> it, it, there isn't this like you know when you're when you're ten meters out. There isn't this high probability that, that yeah. a, a, a point is going to, you know, a touchdown is going to be scored. Spot you know? on. Spot so, on. Okay. So. Um, where are we? Which one are we up to? Luke Shark 74, of course. In honour of the salary cap, tonight's dicks will be delivered in a brown paper bag. <laughs> Ash Purple Cheats. Uh, Mitch Poole, and he did tweet that to the Storm too, so uh, I love people that run straight like that. Mitch Poole 01. And he's got his name is uh, Mitch Poole with the little fucking accent above the E. It's a, it's a P-O-O-L-E. So the very, very fucking European and cosmopolitan. The Storm can have a big old bag of dicks to go with their asterisk. Hash up, up, Cronulla. Sure it's not a big old lay bag of dicks? <laughs> well, no, no. He does have the thing there, but yeah. Mr. Umlaut. MJ Eagle, 23. Congratulations to the Cronulla Sharks in winning the Manly Seagulls Bunnies Cup. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's just to think, like, you know, in, in 2016, we could be talking about the storm being Manly's bunnies. It's fucking tremendous. What time to be alive. Special K, well, even when we were fucking losing, like, the first two games, the only two games we won in about the first 100 last season was against the storm. Uh, Special K online. 
the day Kronk and Smith retire, I will come so hard. <laughs> I had to put that one in there as the last tweet of the week because it was just too good to too good to refuse. If you want specifics, don't ask us. Ask him. Previews very quickly. Fucking hell, here we are. All intentions to blast through it tonight, and here we are after the two hour mark already. Um, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs on uh, Thursday, so tomorrow night. Tonight, I guess, as you're listening to it, Brookvale Oval, the Fortress Seagulls, as we've mentioned several times with much great laughter. Appy Coruscant has got the coveted seven jersey, um, in the absence of Cherry Evans, who uh, has a, a high ankle sprain. Uh, he had scans on. Tuesday or Monday and they're saying four weeks on Sunday just talking to family and they said two weeks but that was probably before he had the proper scans and everything so that was mm. more hopeful than anything but you never know I'm hoping it's closer to two weeks and four weeks let me tell you especially if Appy's the one originally they thought two but then they discovered after the, scan, the scans that he um, had some sand in his vagina oh they're saying his ankle his ankle back flipped no it's uh, two weeks <laughs> but um look Fucking X Factor. Who the fuck knows? Look, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I've, I have assumptions to can, make. Can I just put something out there? You go for it. That that phrase hasn't been used on on the pod all year. Which phrase is that? X Factor. Yeah. And I fucking detest it. Yeah. It's a bullshit cop out. And I I I'm a hundred percent against X Factor. Where did that begin for you? Years ago, Who when, fucking when hurt Wendell you? fucking Sailor started calling everyone the X Factor. Show me, show me on, show me on this pop vinyl where the X Factor touched you. <laughs> Does your pop vinyl have a soul? <laughs> um, oh, no. Well, here, here's a female Thor one. And you, you know, touch it you know on the vagina. It was, it was, it was the Ben Barber year. Okay. It was when Ben Barber won the Dally M, and every team needed to have an X Factor. And all an X Factor player had to do was have some speed. So instead of saying this player has a good turn of pace yeah. and the ability to put a good step on, yeah. they were all of a sudden an X Factor. And there were big graphics everywhere that every time he said X Factor, this fucking X came up. <laughs> that's the, that's the, re- that's the, the reality. It, that's just, the reality talent competition. It's show, lazy. It? It's fucking lazy. So, <laughs> sorry, back to your preview of the game. So, yeah, so on, the, so, so on that note, um, X Factor for Manly is uh, a <laughs> I've got assumptions that I would like to make about his ability to play the seven, and I think not very well is is a, is a, is a pretty conservative way to put it. However, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a grown ass man. I can admit when I'm wrong. So if he comes out and fucking sets up like four tries and everything, then great. I, I think he played six for us a couple of times yeah, last that's when, year. That's when that's when half your packet of biscuits um, was fully crushed. Yeah. So look to to come into a, a team that wasn't wasn't running on any sort of momentum and, and he had some decent games. Yeah. Like, like I, there was a reason that I was, I wasn't upset, I wasn't devoted, but there was a, a reason that, that I was a little bit sad that he'd gone. Yeah. And I, and I think it was on the form of a couple of games last year. So, okay. um, more exciting for me is that Brenton Lawrence has, has been promoted to starting, the starting side on the back of the, the two great games he had before he was suspended for a week. And I th- he gets suspended for was for kneeing, kneeing Michael Anderson to balls or something. Like fucking, who gets suspended for that? That's three Dalian points every day of the week. Um, Marty DePau's back as well. Hopefully he can continue on his uh, on his merry way this season. He's making a fucking believer out of me. Um, I've been on the record to say 
massive flat track bully, especially in his West Tigers days, um, and early this season as well. But the fact that that guy's playing 80 minutes and putting in reasonable quality, like, you know, having doing some spectacular things and some, you know, some decent quality in that 80 minutes, if he can continue that, fuck, man, big believer. Willie um, Army named on an extended bench. Yeah, what the fuck's that all about? Oh, actually, have you got... I don't have Willie Army on there. What are you talking about? Yeah. I've got the, a bench of Lewis Brown, Josh Starling, Darcy Lussick, and Varve with Leary and Luke Burgess on the extended bench, which is more to the, more saying that, you know, there might be potential... No Luke forward, Burgess. Forward dropping out. No Luke Burgess. I got, yeah, yeah. Well, he was only in there thanks to the suspensions of um, yeah. DJ into power, so... Willie Army. Back in the squad. Yeah, I don't, I don't... What numbers he got? I don't see him on there. He's literally not on there, look. Oh, he's not on mine either. You're no, he's, not, oh, he's making just, it up. Yeah. You motherfucker. Um, he's fucking... You do very well to keep a lid on that. Oh, you give me a fucking fright, man. Nice. I'll fucking kill you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, You want to die? This is, this is the way you're going to die. I think Souths, even with the players they have out... Five-day turnaround massively untested and who fucking knows halves combination yep. even if they're great they're still played together for like you know five day turnaround they'll probably get two training sessions together max so anything yeah. they do there's going to be no yep. chemistry it's going to be like somehow ad-lib genius fluky sort of in, stuff individual brilliance yeah. with there and and I mean Appy Coruscant the individual brilliance is not something that I that I associate with him no not at all not um, at all I mean, maybe seven maybe it's his thing I don't know yeah it's um you know, the the good Burgess brother is back for St. George. Yeah, he's back. Um, they don't have the five-day turnaround, and this is the second five-day turnaround for Manly as well. So there's like a, there's a fatigue factor in there. Yeah. there's It's great they've got some, you know, so, guys like to power on that back in. So I think that they potentially, you know, could be better than last week because, I mean, let's be honest, right, you know, Cherry Evans hasn't been like a dominant, you know, guy. I mean, he's been he's been doing some okay things, but I mean, he hasn't been. Oh, he's a fucking wet sail. So, he ha- but he ha- he hasn't been you know setting everything up. I mean, a lot of the stuff has been coming from you know Jamie Lyon and you know, Tommy Turbo, yeah. and, and those guys are going to be there. Brett Stewart obviously acts as an additional playmaker when they you know sort of hit the hit the red zone. So who you know they could fucking you know they they could uh, you know shock the world, and if yep. the, the rabbits of last week turn up again. Oh, look, they Jeez, could. I hope they do. They could, but they won't. I think. Uh, I think South will get them at the Pillow Fortress. Yeah, that's Pertech, mate. They're not playing there. They're playing at Brookvale. The actual fucking. Hey, fortress. if the shoe fits. If the shoe fits. Well, the shoe doesn't fit, so you must have quit. No. You guys are like like. This ain't no Cinderella story, for fucking rab- rabbits, motherfucker. The shoe don't you know, fit. Popes, popes would take the name of a predecessor that they believe they shared the qualities with. <laughs> so on what's been a very religious fucking episode oh. in sharing the qualities Brookvale is the new pillow fortress and Xenu fucking put a giant vacuum cleaner <laughs> over the top of volcanoes after blowing up the fucking Thetans with nuclear weapons and sucked their souls in and blew, and, and blew them up with di- with alien spaceships that looked a lot like DC-8s with hydrogen bombs you're going to be very upset so all I'm saying is Tom clearly Cruise Manly you're going to win this game <laughs> Very upset when Tom Cruise and John Travolta are making you airtight later on this evening. <laughs> That'd be half-time entertainment. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I think South will get there. I think they probably will, but um, I'm, f- I'm fully prepared to, to, to happy to shock the world. Mm. Gold Coast Titans take on Brisbane Broncos Friday night footbitch down at Seabus Hope Solo Coliseum. Yeah, Look, get this- out there, Titans fans. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, and I do have a note actually from the Titans administration that says that this game is not dressed as a seat theme. <laughs> so um, if you guys could uh, not wear the not wear the aqua and the yellow <laughs> seat costumes this time, that would be great. Thank you it's, very much. Uh, fantastic. Um, purely based on form, you have to go to the Broncos. They get Corey Oates back out wide. The only thing that could stop them is if Sam gets a plane here from Singapore and just has this under you know controllable desire to to beat off over Corey Oates and mop himself up with his winning first try scorer ticket. That might put I'd a like to see him get home though. I'd like to see him get that get that first try score again. Just it's good as you know, for it to be a thing. That'd you be know? fantastic. I'd love to keep being a thing because then That'd I'd put be money fantastic. on that thing and make money too. So it's, you know, everyone's happy. And then I'd put money on that thing and it wouldn't be a thing anymore. <laughs> and then we'd all be fucking <laughs> shot in the knees by gangsters, <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking loan sharks. <laughs> yeah, Brisbane comfortably. I think Brisbane comfortably too. I mean, it's, as you said earlier, it's a great test for the Titans to see where they're at. I mean, like they've you know been some pretty fucking average sides so far this season, but they've done so and not looked good doing it but they've they've had a great deal of spirit and you know and looked pretty solid so if nothing else this is a great test for them to see if they're you know if that's kind of a flash in a pan thing and how far heart can carry them yep um and you know hopefully they can get them uh, get the broncos right in the parsey nice broncos will win though i think fairly comfortably too melbourne storm take on the newcastle knights on saturday afternoon down in melbourne and this one is going to be melbourne by a thousand next yes Newcastle Rugby League is a funny game though and one of these days Newcastle is going to win a game and it's going to be be one where it's like absolutely bullshit like the last one you expected Um, look they they may pick up a couple around origin time but um, I I don't think it's going to be Melbourne in Melbourne yeah yeah I I don't I remember remember the the finals a couple of years when when it was was Melbourne just yeah and the side was nothing like it is now they lose by a thousand Uh, where are we Western West Cronulla. Tigers take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at Campbelltown Stadium Saturday afternoon. This one, the future of the West Tigers versus the past of the West Tigers, essentially. Um, well, actually, we've got, well, we've got Heino on the bench. Feeder. They're not as much, they're not as tigerish as they used to be, that's for sure. Okay, so the Sharks, obviously coming off a high, beating the Storm, a team that's, you know, been somewhat of a nemesis for them yep. you know, over recent times. That's it. Uh, the Tigers, disappointing two weeks in a row. Like, I'm still, I'm not this believer of the Sharks, but I think that the Sharks can certainly, can certainly overcome uh, the West Tigers in the, you know, through the forwards. Um, you know, for super coach purposes and just for, once again, for origin credentials, I hope Tedesco carves these fucking idiots up yeah. badly, but I just have this feeling that the sharks are that drag people down into in, into, into into the quagmire, into a quagmire, and defeat yeah, yeah. them with experience in that. And, and I think that that's still going to be the default position that the sharks always go to. And yep. they, they struggle with teams like Melbourne, who also, you know, are great at doing that. Yep. Um, I th- I don't know if the West Tigers are disciplined enough to 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 tough that out, and it's probably the sort of thing where they're going to try and chuck their way out of trouble, and. If they succeed, then, you know, they're going to win. Look, if in your, your tipping competition um, or just, you know, on the punt or just 
just for bragging rights, you ne- you need a roughy this week. Mm-hmm. The West Tigers would be my pick of the round. Yeah, I think so. For an upset. Yeah. Um, I, I think if the if the Tigers can show as staunch a defence as they did against Parramatta last week, then they've got the attacking power. And I think their their advantages in terms of speed and, and tenacity around their attack are, are suited to, to playing a team like Cronulla. Yep. So I, I, I really do think Cronulla will come away with the bickies, but... Uh, I'm I'm hedging on on West being a strong possibility for an upset. Big X factor in this game, Robbie Farris starting in a nine, at least as as listed here. Mm. Maybe he'll move back to the bench. Mm. I don't know, but I'm just checking the lineup. Oh, they still could they still could run with three hookers. Just just putting it out there for you as well. Donald Trump supporters also use the phrase X factor willy nilly. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Well, it's a good thing I'm not using it willy-nilly. I'm actually using it, you know, in its correct context, just repeatedly. That's all. <laughs> so, yeah, Robbie Farrow, big X-factor because, I mean, when it comes to the West Tigers, the X-factor is whether or not he's actually stifling their X-factors or if his experience is something that could settle them in, in what could be a dour affair. Yeah, it, I, I hope pride hasn't kept him there, honestly. <laughs> I really hope that Robbie would be smart enough to know that if he was a detriment to the team, he owes it to the fans that have paid his wages for substandard performances for fucking 11-plus years. Can you please name me one player <laughs> who's ever fallen on their own sword because they realised that their time had come Luke during Lewis. a season? Luke Lewis. He never did, not during a season. Yep, when they, got the cap- when they took the captaincy from him at Penrith. That sounds like that. That sounds like someone getting the getting the shits. No, he fell on, losing the captaincy. He fell on his sword and he sat down with Gus and he said, "I'm going to retire at the end of the year." And that's when Gus said to him, "You need to get out of Penrith. You've played here since you were eight years old. Go go somewhere else." And he did that for the good of the club and the good of himself. Unfortunately, now he's playing for the Sharks, and I believe it gave to him greater cancer. success. But. Um, <laughs> He's, um, and and no more cancer. I'd, I'd, so I don't know whether that's you know. I'd hope Robbie's not staying there for a pride factor. Put he's not way. staying for a pride factor. I don't think anyone would stay for for pride. He'd be staying because he he would truly believe that he is still the the greatest fucking hooker in Balmain history. I, I don't understand then why why he wouldn't be playing an eighty minute role. If you're not fit enough for eighty minutes, you're a detriment to your team with the new interchange rules playing hooker. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys that aren't eighty minute players. So, you know, in, nah, in Robbie's a well. detriment. He's a detriment hey. to the Tigers, to New South Wales, hey, hey. to the game of rugby league, to the human hey, race. Hey, you're not you're not looking at fucking like a, the the mirror image of Carl Pilkington right now, right? <laughs> you understand that I fucking agree with everything you said, and I've said said, said as much for the last five plus years. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. Look, we're on the same side. Here. <laughs> I'm just trying to be devil's advocate. Um, okay. Now, North Queensland Cowboys take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons at 1300 teeth, Saturday night, 7.30. Look, North Queensland. Yeah. I was just, I was trying to think of a way to sort of, to sort of soften, soften the delivery, but yeah, Dragons. No, 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 no. The, the, uh, the Cowboys are in great form despite their loss last week. I mean, you know, extra time, you know, razor thin situation. Exactly. Yeah, uh, you're, you're dreaming, Dragons fans. Yeah, a, a round a round four loss. Yeah, you're not playing. The doesn't Panthers. doesn't do the same mental yeah. damage as say a grand final loss. Yeah, yeah, you're not playing the Panthers this week, Dragons. 
Sydney Roosters take on the New Zealand Warriors up at Central Coast Stadium. So in front of an audience who thoroughly did not deserve rugby league played on their doorstep, but they'll get it anyway. And so, so we are. The Warriors that aren't quite fully formed. The Roosters that are improving, but... Nick Rima's been recalled into into the halves, so uh, as opposed to Guerra playing there. Uh, it's just Nick Rima, Tupu. So they're really getting nobody back that they've been missing. Um, I really wanted to to like that Mitchell kid when I, when I saw him. I really enjoy watching a young kid coming in and yeah, you know, doing well. Oh, you're talking about Latrell, the next Greg Inglis Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, playing playing with a bit of confidence. He yeah. had the the guy for Canterbury kicked the the conversion that sunk us, and you had uh, Martin kick the the field goal for for yep. Penrith last week that beat Brisbane. Fantastic! This Mitchell kid just looks like a crying little bitch. <laughs> he he just, of Mitchell Moses, if you will. <laughs> he he just looks at you know some somebody's brought him up to play with the big boys, yeah. and whenever anything goes wrong, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not yeah. my fault. Yeah. Um, so he's dead to me. The, <laughs> the the roosters get nobody back. The warriors are the same. Um, I think the warriors have the capacity to to put a bit of mental damage on the roosters. If yeah. if they can play with some cohesion, if there's one thing the roosters haven't been doing this year, it's muscling up, and the the warriors have the capacity to to throw some big blokes at you. Yeah, early on yeah. in the game, and I think if they can put a little bit of damage in there, then they'll run away with it. Yeah, it's just it's really hard because like I look at the Roosters and you think, well, you know, they're still they're not a world away from uh, you know the being themselves. I mean, they showed some improvement last week. Mm. It's just you know a little bit of luck. I mean, it is hard. The more the more games you lose, you know, the harder it is to yeah you know finally break through for that win. Uh, Look, I'm just not convinced. The reason why I'm just struggling over the decision is because I'm still not sold that the Warriors are back. Look, based on settled lineup, I'm going to go with the Warriors, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if this is the week that the Roosters uh, break that duck egg. Mm-hmm. Penrith Panthers, sorry, no, Parramatta Eels take on the Penrith Panthers at the Pillow Fortress. And I'm sorry to say that I'm very quickly just going to say Parramatta and fairly easily. Yeah, me too. The only thing I can hope for really out of this game is that Moreland comes through uninjured. He's been named. Yeah. So, um, you know, get get your feet wet, son. Yep. Get in. Very extended bench, eh? Who have we named? Elijah, on my list here, you got Lattimore and Elijah Taylor. PG Elijah Taylor, who you're doing, looking for a new home, I think. Fisher Harris, Taylor, Lattimore. Yeah. It is a long bench. Well, Moylan's at fullback, which yep. I'm happy with. Yep. Um, Martin's still at six. Sowards at seven. Um, Wallace at nine. Massive X factor. <sighs> <laughs> I'd much prefer Peachy at nine. Yeah. I'd much prefer Peachy at nine. Yeah. I just think he offers much more... Uh, much more... Um, Dynamic attack. He can, he can run the ball much better than Wallace can. Um, he he's got to be as competent at giving service at a dummy half because because yeah. Wallace is nothing special. And and whilst Wallace's defensive effort has been commendable, the number of missed tackles that he's had really isn't what you want. Yeah. In a in a professional number nine on a rugby league field. So if anything I'd change. I'd 
Dump Wallace, and probably in a Vada caustic soda. And well, like the old the old rugby league, on, the old rugby league adage, I guess you'd say, is um, you know, is is very true when it comes to people like Peter Wallace and it's that um, the souls make tackles, and there's obviously redheaded monsters without souls. Look, I'll say it to you again that I don't believe any human being should be judged on any sort of physical characteristic, and I think you're a fucking horrible person. It doesn't surprise me you're a manly fan. <laughs> where's, so, the, where's the punchline where you turn on Peter Wallace? No, no, no. It, uh, but it, wow. I'd. Uh, We've had a massive turnaround. Week, I'd, week I'd go five, so let's, far. Let's mark this down. <laughs> week five. He's, the, he's growing on me like yeah, a fungus, <laughs> <laughs> like a tumor. Like uh, a, a tackle missing fungus, uh, <laughs> you know. I, I saw Jamie Soward on Twitter the other week tweet it at Chicago Bulls fans, like actually adding Chicago Bulls fans, yeah. Saying, "What's the go? You, you're on paper, you've got a fantastic lineup, but you're not winning games or something to that oh. effect." And I'm like, I almost wanted to tweet at him, "Pot, this is the kettle." What, Hello. What, what what I would do in that situation is I would do like a fake RT RT at Michael Jordan and then fucking say something about Penrith and now they're going. That's 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 the way a professional plays out. Yeah. Are. Or or just tweet something at at Larry Bird saying this this guy Cedric Cunt and should have never played the game of basketball. <laughs> okay. But, um or you no. just do the sad Jordan meme like a Jamie Sauer one with under the headgear and everything. <laughs> Fucking, that's giving me ideas for the yeah. weekend. If I've got time in Penrith, lose. I think based on form, Parramatta are going to get this one. Yeah. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs take on the Canberra Raiders at Belmore. The Monday night foot bitch. And uh, Monday night, Hopper in the house. Look, Doggies are going pretty well at the moment. And Canberra, I mean, you know, they've they've, over, they've overachieved according to my expectations, but they've, they've probably met the expectations of, of mm. their fan base and, and some rugby league journalists who, you know, picked them to improve quite, you know, markedly this season. Um, Caesar and Austin are back? Yes. They, they are named back to this. So, I mean, whether they're back or not, I, I can only assume that they are because there doesn't appear to be any, any shadow players on an extended bench or anything like that. Yeah, so no. this side, you've got to... This stage, you have to assume they're going to be there. Chemistry will probably be an issue um, early on. I still think the dogs are, are looking like a very early season finished product. Yep. Um, the, you know that precludes you know whether they've got an extra gear or whatever to go up when the time comes. But it's pointless talking about that sort of shit now. Anyway, I mean at this stage of the season, they're looking like a fairly complete sort of sort of lineup at the moment. Yeah. And I'd see no reason why they uh, you know couldn't win quite well. Belmore too. I mean, Belmore, you know, yeah. they grow an extra head at Belmore. That's it. I, I agree completely. Um, I, I think with with both their first choice halves out, a lot of the other players in and around Canberra came to the party. Yep. And my fear for them is that now that they've got uh, Austin and Caesar back, those guys go back into their shell mm-hmm. and expect them to do it all for them again. And I think the Dogs are too much of a, a quality team to do that against.
and that is full time for episode 215 thanks for listening everyone as always you can interact with us on twitter so follow at TWI League we're also on facebook facebook.com forward slash this week in league so hit the like button share the posts around help us spread the good word no new reviews on iTunes this week so seriously one of the best ways you can support the show is by hitting the subscribe button in iTunes throwing us a review all that good shit uh, helps work the magic um, that keeps us keeps us in the up the charts and uh, in the what's hot section we've been in like on the top on the first point on the grid for the what's hot section since the start of the season so that's tremendous since before the episode started coming out too so people listened enough to bump us up there before yeah. we even did an episode this year you know so tremendous in- introduce your mum to us introduce your aunts and uncles oh they'd, they'd be mad for it if you're working customer service introduce us to your customers give them a link you want to make some sales damn straight it's like oh and like you know sh- you know yeah, if you if you're at school, you know, share it with your teachers. Do a fucking two year mission to a third world country, introducing people to this week in league. Show your dedication. Exactly. Walk around to people's house on a Sunday morning, disturbing them, knocking on the door, just just spreading the word. Spreading I'd like to word. share with you the good news. Just passing them passing them a pair of headphones, you know, attached to like an an iPod shuffle, and just saying, just fucking stand there and listen to this. Spot on. Three hours later. <laughs> Uh, Supercoach head-to-heads uh, away but we just uh, will follow the, the group competition and uh, the aforementioned Ram and Robbo still up there on top so uh, well done son and uh, shout out to the boys in the crew uh, just putting it out there yeah there needs to be a disclaimer before we spoke to them previously in this episode yeah don't operate any heavy machinery while you're listening to the podcast <laughs> we accept no responsibility <laughs> true missing true. digits uh, SFC NZ underscore Magpie fifty four. Too much tuners. Winter is crowding. Fiji and eels. Puds picks the rejects. The Wendells and Toto's terrors make up the top ten. Tipping David Kingston on top, and uh, he's tied with a bunch of other people. Desi's ducks, Dugs, and One Eyed Tiger. They're the top four at the moment. One point back. We have Nickel Lemon Solzy JB Mikus and Erebus Chaos. So congratulations to all you guys. Keep it up. And the pick the ladder competition is uh, something that I put the wrong screenshot in for at the moment, so we'll fucking catch up with that next week when the rest of the people put their uh, shit in. And nice so, one. Once again, it's HoopDog at DAWG87. Tweet him, you know, if you just, you know, type it out in a document and then, you know, copy and paste a screenshot or something to him in Twitter. Use the DM notes section him. on your app. Use the notes mm-hmm. section if you're on yeah. your app. Use the, note, the notes app, exactly, and a lot of that's happened. So, uh, yeah, send them through. So, basically, what you need to do is send him your final table, 1 through 16. And um, Remember, as Zeno says, if enough people believe, shit happens. So, feel free to put Manly last. They did not happen at all. If enough people believe it, it did. Yeah, no. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, that's that's not Scientology. That's the secret. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a law Fuck. of attraction. I got to get my cult right. Okay, it's pretty much the same diff though. No worries. No, same. <laughs> we got to stop this. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> well, Scientology is not a matter of getting sued. I mean, they'll tie you up in litigation for the rest of your life till you have no assets left. But then they'll fucking get the Sea Org to kill you. <laughs> so on that note, we are out of here. And if uh, yeah, you don't hear from us next week. <laughs> Now you know that we are starring in a personal fucking Travolta film <laughs> uh, based on his own personal remake of 8mm starring Nicolas Cage and The Machine. Fantastic. Have a good week, Tool Nation. <laughs>